Who knows more about music than us? The device is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you are. And it's no What is it given? Speaking of what is it given, um, I know we've been away for a minute, but in the words of Roland Ray, it was never given dead. <laughs> uh, oh bye. <laughs> Why come back to life, Ray? I love it. No, he was not on social media for months. And the last time he was on social media, he was in the hospital and um was like, Keep me in your prayers, it's giving COVID, yada yada, was like hooked up to all types of accoutrements and beeping machines and everything. And that was the last time he went. This is probably maybe December. Like it's been a while since he had posted on social media. I didn't realize that he didn't come back since then. I remember that happening. He hadn't posted since January 7th. Damn, that's like a full three months. Right. <laughs> I know he said, was in a comma for a while. Well, he was in a coma for a while, but I'm back. <laughs> Shamir going to say from the coma to the coma. I know that's right. Because you know the preacher will say that. Ray, please. I love him. What else is up? It's really April. Like, what is going on? This is like, Q1 is over. Time flew. But since we've been gone, since you've been gone, Concerts have been had. We've been sitting yeah. there. I was standing beside We were in the same area as Tiana Major 9. And it was just way too much going on for me to be able to speak. But she was there. She saw me. Where do we start first from a concert perspective? Because let's, let's start with the shows that we both seen to, at the same time. So we both saw JoJo. Yes. And she ate it. Tore. Cleared all the Twitter words. Right. Left no crumbs. All of the <laughs> Uh, first of all, the show was sold out in D.C. Tenaria opened up and looked bomb, sounded bomb. I didn't realize she was like 6'3". Voice deeper than Tony Braxton's. Yeah, she's tall. <laughs> she walked past me, too, and I was like, love your music. I was like, lusting. I love her. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Come on the cast, Nair. <laughs> Anyways, Jojo did everything that I wanted her to do. She did the bulk of the songs from the last album, the bulk of the songs from the album before that that we was talking about for the past pandemic. What more could you want? She did demonstrate, which is a forever fave of mine. Mm-hmm. She did Marvin's room. She didn't do Marvin's Room here. Oh. Sorry, doll. She didn't Marvin's Room in New York. <laughs> I just got mad. 
Sorry. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. She didn't do Marvin's room. Wait. Wait. It's okay. I'll give New York something because nobody else is. Everybody pooched. Did y'all get a special guest? Keisha Renee. Oh, that's all. That's, that's y'all only special guest. Okay, so just let everybody know Keisha Renee is singing background for JoJo this tour. So she wasn't a one time. Like, huh? by herself. She is the sole background diva. Yeah, she found it. So bomb. Shout out to Keisha Renee. Um, well, New York also got PJ Morton. He came out and they did say so. Grammy Award winning say so. You know what? I'm sick of New York. Because people still give that city so motherfucking much. And don't nobody even live there no more. I don't get it. It's a ghost town. I was just there this weekend. Empty poof. I don't get that. PJ, why you looking to DC? DC sound more like a PJ city to me anyway. <laughs> You're going off. I'm hollering. Uh, but I get it. Well, praise to the New York. I'm glad that somebody showed up. But yeah, it was, I mean, in, I mean, that song is just, I love that song. I like that they didn't do, I love Say So. Like, I love Say So. But they got almost enough songs to have an EP together. No shade. They did part of the newest song. They got a new song that just came out. Mm-hmm. They did part of that, but like mostly to just like playing around. Cause she was like, cause we got another song. I mean, y'all want it? We can do it. We can do something with a new song. So then she started going off Acapulco. <laughs> they need to do a Wash the Phone. They should. That would be cute if she did a full EP with with PJ. I want to see what it would sound like. They he keeps the white girlies around to sing the sing sing. Oh my god! I see people yabba all the time too. Mm-hmm. Let's see what yabba up to. She's opening up for John Mayer. Is she? Perfect pairing. Yep. Oh, that's going to be a good tour. The concerts are sliding through. Doja's going on tour with The Weeknd. I know my dog is tired, but it's making me want to see her. Oh, you want the gag? Why the thing this picture of Yeva with these bundles? I think I've probably seen it before. Mama got, she keep weaving her head now. I think it's Michael yeah, but it's a whole new girl. I'm crying. A whole new girl. I need that as a soundbite because every time you say that, I say that. You do. She really looks so different. Wait, she only 27? The nose has been yacked. She's only 27? Yeah, that's kind of, that makes sense to me. She don't look, she don't look my age to you? <laughs> I'm not saying that in the mean way, but like before she started wearing bundles, did she look 22 to you? The sh- so like, I say this all the time. Sometimes weight, muscle, and I'm just really trying hard not to be inflammatory. Yeba look younger because she's smaller now. Oh. Weight be holding age in people. Interesting. I'm shocked. Yeah, she also got work done, so. But she definitely, part of her looking her age now is um, the weight loss. And then she had that little, like, matronly, mousy haircut before. Mm-hmm. Like, the length of the week. Like, she just, I don't know. You know all the girls trying to be all the girls. Well, all the girls be trying to be all the girls. 
Well, I don't have tickets for John Mayer and Yeba, but I definitely think that is going to be an amazing show. Sure. Your body is a wonderland. Listen, your body is a wonderland. Hey, come on, the body party. We find out. Let's hope that somebody's body is not an art party, okay? Oh my God. What would be your fucking tea if uh, guest starring at an art party? Mm, hate to see it. Hate to hear about it. Okay. Um, who else? Oh, we haven't overlapped anybody else yet. I don't think so. But who else is on your docket? Because you're going to Lucky. I'm going to be in Atlanta when Lucky is here. I got Lucky and Joyce Rice. I got um, Lotto and um, and Santana. I forgot you were going to that. And that is for April. I think that might be it for April. Oh, but then last weekend I saw Maxwell and Anthony Hamilton. <sighs> Can we talk about that? Because okay. So, first of all, Boardwalk Hall is a fool with it. They, it's a 10,000-person venue. Sorry, 10,500-person venue. And the doors only open an hour before the show's supposed to start. How are you going to get all them people in within an hour? So, like, 70% of the crowd missed Joe. Oh, shit. And everybody was mad. I mean, this one lady behind me was like, if I miss Joe, I'm cutting everybody in here. Oh, God, Philly, please. I didn't expect that to end that way. And it's the thing because the show wasn't in Philly. It was in Atlantic City. So people drove from Philly to Atlantic for the show. So imagine if Joe is like your favorite and you drove all the way to Philly, got a I mean, from Philly, got a hotel room to stay overnight because, of course, the show will not be over till like 11. And you don't want to drive the hour and a half back to Philly. Especially not. So people put out a lot of money to Miss Joe. And it was terrible. Like, waiting in line for, like, an hour. We waited in line for maybe, like, 30 minutes to get in. It was terrible. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a pleasurable experience. So, we missed Joe, but we did see Anthony Hamilton. Okay, um, I can actually run off the set list because I did do my, um, I did do that for the podcast. (laughs) So, his first song was cool. But, you know, the old heads was lit. Oh, God, because I'm cool. You're cool. Then he went into directly into So In Love. Yeah, he was doing it for the odds. Then he went directly into Amazing. <laughs> this is the odd cookout. Or no, it's not Amazing. Best of Me. Oh. Giving you the best of me. Uh-uh. My ghetto ass was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I, I'm ghetto for being like, oh, yeah, aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Then his background singer sang Best Part. Interesting. You know, it, he had three background singers, a girl and two guys. And one of the guys was like a big queen. <laughs> and um, and he thought it was his show. So he was singing it. And like, so at first the girl was singing. Her voice is so pretty. Like, you know that kind of Nicole Ray, Little Mo kind of voice? I do know exactly. She's on Yummy Bingham-ish. Yummy Bingham voice, yeah. She has that kind of voice, so she sang the first verse or whatever. And then they're going, if you love me, won't you say something? So they first did that all in one key. 
But then, as you heard, at one point, they got real church and did it in 20-part harmony. It sounded like 50 Nikki Gilberts up there. <laughs> Come on, as you heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anthony started doing runs and wrists and singing, oh, baby, baby, baby. I was like, oh, this is everything. And yeah. then, so they doing all of that, right? And then, so the background singers are screaming and hollering, if you love me, what you say something. And then he goes, I can't stay away for you too long. And then the fucking arena lost it. Yeah, I would have. You know the old heads love point of it all. I'm the arena. <laughs> but then I'm about to lay you out again. So then they went from point of it all to Don't You Remember by Luther. Oh, wait a minute. You told me you loved me, baby? You said you were coming back this way again. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I love you. I really do. Hello? <laughs> so, like, they put all them three songs, like, they, they did it so they flow into each other. I was losing it. Yeah, that sounds like I would have been lost. Then he was like, y'all know I'm from the hood. Let's let's take us to the hood. Who from down south? Where the where North Carolina, South Carolina? You know, everybody from Philly is from a Carolina at the root ball. Wow. So, so then he started doing um he did, sang the chorus at Nappy Root song or whatever, and then went into coming from where I'm from. Let me tell you something. I did not know that song was like song for the niggas. <laughs> Why not? I like, I don't know. I just feel like, I, I guess I've never seen men listen to Coming From Where I'm From. And I know it is definitely a song that speaks to the black man, the hurt of the black man. But this one guy behind me, and you can hear all the men singing, but the one guy behind me, I was like, oh no, this is personal testimony. <laughs> <laughs> like, <gasps> oh, he was a man old head too. He, definitely an old head because he had like gray and his little Sunni. He had the little Muslim beard or whatever. And his little tins and his little like, you know, the, you know, forty, you know, forty to fifty black men that still be trying to dress and look young. Yeah, but like it don't always work. So he had that aesthetic or whatever, and then he was like, with the gun hands, he was going off like that's really his his testimony. Uh, I want to know who been out. And then he went in from, so then he flowed into, again, like, he put it all together. He flowed into grandma's hands. Clapped at church on Sunday morning. Listen, and then went back to coming from where I'm from. Yeah, he was And then he was like, let me take y'all way back, back, back. And then he did Charlene, and that was the end of his set. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Then Maxwell. Okay. I, if you're going to see Maxwell, spoiler alert, because I'm about to tell you the set list. But also, if you are not going to Maxwell, you need to go to the internet on Instagram and look at the set design for his show. Like, it was phenomenal visually. Interesting. Because, you know, like, older acts don't do too much when it comes to that today. Like, oh, no, he was going off. I love um, I'm going to take up a whole bunch of more time, but um, because I want you to talk about you seen a show I haven't seen. Who'd you see? Jasmine. Yeah, I want you to talk about Jasmine. So he started with something, something, of course, and then immediately went to um, Dance With Me, which is like 
at this age in my life, my favorite Maxwell song right now because I do want to groove with you. <laughs> I do times too. That's my song. I wanna groove. That's my song. Okay, then he did Lifetime, Fortunate, Fortunate into Do Me Baby, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was going to undo you. But then guess what he did? Do me what he did. Do me baby into. There's more after fortunate and do me baby. Okay, what? Yep. I can't control the feeling, feeling. Oh, Alright, bad habit. Listen, girl, cause I know yeah. He said, "I feel you from the floor to the ceiling." I wish. Oh, <laughs> that's a dream. <laughs> that's a dream. Then he said that song Stop the World that um was like a single, but it didn't really blow up like that. Then he sang Always and Forever. It was Looser Night. It was. The people are paying homage. Then he sang his new song, which is apparently number one right now on Old Head Radio. That song now, that song is everything. I keep telling people that. It sounded bomb live. And then um, Pretty Wings, and you know the aunts love Pretty Wings. I don't understand why everybody liked that song so much. People had that as their wedding song, like literally walking down the aisle. Which is ghetto, because that song's about breaking up. That song is literally about letting someone go. Like, it's a breakup song. Well, the old, you know the old heads love a breakup, I'm gonna be better um, song. <laughs> So then he did um, the sweet thing, which for people who don't know what that is, it's like that little interlude on Urban Hang Sweet when he be like, just a little while longer, baby. That interlude, he did that. Then he did Fistful of Tears. Then, um, okay, so y'all have all seen him scrubbing the ground. At our stage, again, this venue holds almost 11,000 people, so y'all can imagine how wide the stage is. At our show, he scrubbed the ground from the right side to the left side, stood up, sang a little bit, and then scrubbed it back from the left to the right. <laughs> Ass. Uh, and titties. And they would be vicious. Ay. <laughs> now, and then I didn't realize that it was the song Lake by the Ocean, which the recorded version, I don't like. But he gave it a little reggae upbeat twang. And I was like, oh, this song slays now. So shout out to Lake by the Ocean. Then he did, gotta get to know, yeah. The hits are prevalent. Um, and then he did, um, he did Ascension. Huh. So black people don't know what um, Ascension is. Shouldn't I realize? Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to have to sing it for the I do think we should put this little clip of the crowd singing, though, because that was a really cute moment. Because he got real emotional, and he was like, he's like, you know, tomorrow is the 26th anniversary of me releasing that song. And like to hear y'all sing that back to me like that really means so much. And blah, 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 blah. He was very emotional. Oh, and then he left, and the encore was um, whenever, whatever. Oh, that's a good ending song. It was great. Fabulous <laughs> show. He was dancing, driving it low, swinging his hair, talking, changing the lyrics to say Atlantic City. <laughs> I just think that it's good when people of 
musicians of a certain age still feel the love. I think we talked about this on a couple different episodes about different artists, but Maxwell used to be one of my favorite male singers, like at the time that he was out. And I just hope that he know the impact that he's had. I think he know, I think he knows for sure now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of times, like, going on tour is how you gauge how loved you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen a video yesterday when Lotto Tour first started. She was doing smaller cities, so the, the venue was small. People were making fun of her. But then she did some venue yesterday, and that joint was big. Stage was big, and the whole crowd was rapping He Say, She Say without her. I love that, because that's a song, and it's not easy. Is come on, it's not easy. It ain't because I paid the practice. <laughs> and I just think that like a lot of FC. That's what I'm saying. When we talk about Jasmine. I, I'm so good with these transitions. Are you? Because, it's like no, you are. <laughs> because like somebody like a Jasmine, Jasmine thinks don't nobody love her, but it's like girl, if you went on tour, you would know that we love you. And you went on tour and you love her. Tell us all about it. What's the set list? As a person who has seen Jasmine Sullivan sing live in their face, direct and in the color at least five times, this is the best I have ever seen her live. If she don't know how loved she is by the end of this, I feel like we're going to have to personally sit her down and shake her. Because, first of all, there's just this overwhelming amount of confidence that she has on stage now that she never had before. Mm-hmm. She just, I don't want to say has come into her own because vocally she's been the one that other people needed to keep up with for too long. But as far as her own personality showing through and her own performance being something that is like specific to her, I think that she's gotten in a very comfortable place with that. And that had me going through it in that audience. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not gonna go through the set list because y'all need to follow us. And I put the whole concert on our Twitter. Oh, you right. The music is there. So Bodies is the intro. And she like, let me say this. Bodies all fun like she did it on NPR. She do it fun, but that's exactly what I was about to say. It's only a, maybe 12 songs that she do this whole concert, but she doing so many like things with her voice and adding extra stuff to the song and doing reprises and different things to different parts, letting the band play. It's still a two hour plus concert and she only do like 12 songs. So Bodies turns into a full song. It's not like an intro. They really sang that like it was verse, chorus, verse, bridge. Cause she wants y'all to vibe with us, y'all. Going off, a highlight for me. So like, if you know me, you know that I don't cry. I just, it's fun to say. But like, I felt like I was at church where it was a place that I do cry at, where it hurt me so good came on. So she weaves in some of the newer songs. She plays Hurt Me So Good off of the motel section of the Hotels album. And I'm recording the whole thing because you know videographer on duty. <laughs> doing that, I'm just like, I don't know, my jaw started to clench up. She's like, what the fuck is going on? This is my song, but it don't, it don't do that to me. When like, you at I, home. I don't feel that way about that song, lyrically or anything like that. Baby, she slid from a Hurt Me So Good to Lost Ones, and I felt it. It was oh. 
rap for me. I have never actually cried at a concert, but you would have thought that Michael Jackson was on stage and I was one of them little white girls like screaming, passing out. That's what it gave. It really did. I have a gif that explains it's just like, ah, like that was me. I was losing it. I couldn't record the entire Lost Ones because I was boo-hooing. I was on a, like, I was on like a little date. My date had to console me. It was very interesting. I was like, what the fuck? Is Wait a minute. You breezed by that. You was on a little date. Child, we'll talk about it later. But we'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me everything about everything but this little zate. <laughs> Y'all, she lies. She know what I'm talking about. She just don't know what I'm talking about. And that's fine. We'll reassess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. But like, Hell yeah. She all of the songs that we saw her do at the Grubhub sweepstakes thing that we won. Mm-hmm. She does all of those except for her 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 like medley of old stuff is shorter. It's uh, really her doing a lot of the hotels and motels album. But like the I, I mean it was just like an energy. First of all, I'm gonna go out of order. Tiana Major Nine voice one of the prettiest out out of the new girls. She opened the show. And she only did like four songs, but I was out there like, excuse me? Because I know that I like her and she just came out with that EP and it's it's, it's good all the way through, no skips. But to hear her live for the first time, I used to compare her a lot to other girls and I don't know her. She, her, her tone is so sweet and pretty. It's just, Something very special about her voice. She don't sound like nobody live. And I was like, okay, I see what it's giving. And DC is a singing city, so when singers like that come here, I don't know why you're falling out. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so when people people know music here, I guess. So she was really vibing with the audience. Okay, then Jazzy came out. I told you about this intro. She's singing like shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm crying. The background singers all need deals today. And I noticed, because I keep watching footage of other cities, she switches out her backup singers. It's not the same three girls the whole tour. Oh, really? So it's like girls on retainer or understudies or something. It's like a rotating batch of bitches because she got... (laughs) What? Nah, Jazzy doing human trafficking. I can't. Time is going on because there was a, a, a significantly slimmer girl in the middle that does Ari Lennox's part and on it, she does a solo when the girls do their backup singing part like it's a specific girl. She wasn't there last night at wherever. I think she was in Houston. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was a little I'm jealous of everybody that got day after Grammy Awards concerts because apparently Jasmine lost her mind last night and went off. And apparently Lucky was going off in um Atlanta last night. Stephanie don't do nothing but send me Lucky Day clips all day long. Lucky was that thing sings. I'm about to stop because I didn't like all that thrusting on the stage. I don't like that. And his hair back in a, in a style that I don't like, so. Um, male R&B singers get on stage and start to, like, try to ooze sex forcefully. Like, sometimes it don't bother me, but 
that's not his give but now i think he know that women think he's sexy that he's leaning into but i don't like that for him i don't want him to do that i mean you know how uncomfortable i got when we was at the Dale east and silk was pumping the ground yeah it's aunts like that and, and aunt has no age aunt, aunt is a behavior not an age like doll you're right exactly like i don't i don't like all that like like if genuine did it it don't bother me right but genuine is fine <laughs> i mean let's not act like there's not some shallow lingering about the cast five people get a pass or certain um because other times it can also skew side like it'll stop but like because we know how he talks in interviews and it don't give like sexy it was uh it was he looked at like silk. <laughs> yeah, it was uncomfortable. It looked like he was uncomfortable, so it made me uncomfortable. You yeah, because I feel like he, he's now like, oh, it got it got to get sex simple because that's how he's being treated. If that makes sense, like he's being treated like a sex symbol, so he's like, well, let me rob and give it because. <laughs> Sex and symbol. the girls were losing it. Like me and the group chat, the only people that were like, all right, enough. <laughs> Same. The ladies were losing their minds. I'll tell you one thing. Don't be thrusting that thing. You get the Philly sweetie. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't like it. What the, what, what's the Madden say he don't like on... Oh, he don't like he would be moaning on songs. I don't... Me and Madden share that. I don't like it. If you're not Jada Jackson, stop. Get the bag off the TV. I am not watching that. I don't yeah. like <laughs> I don't like that. Are we screwed because like our chat don't like that kind of stuff? <laughs> It's weird because I'm like a, a pervert, but it's a time and a place. You know about to catch me in front of the stage waving my drawers and throwing them up there. Have some class. Yeah. Mm. So, Back okay. to Jazzy. Right. Set list. Bodies. Bunch of windows, of course. She slid into mascara. I've never seen her do mascara live. Did she go off? Did. That was when they started making songs extra time. I was like, okay, this not in the song. <laughs> she was literally like running track. She thought she was Usain Bolt. I don't understand how her- It matched the outfit, cause the outfit is giving pin relays. Stephanie hates that two piece, literally. I, and it's a literal two piece. That's why it's crazy. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan, okay, I'm about to go off again. Jasmine Sullivan got more money than well, I don't know. Lucky wrote Good Morning Gorgeous, so he might got. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be the end of the year, and you're going to be finding ways to put that shit in the damn episode. Enough. We just hate Good Morning Gorgeous. But what, what I'm trying to get at is all the girls that are on tour right now, JoJo, Lucky, um, Joyce, all the other dollies, they do not have as much money as Jasmine, why they all got brand new outfits and new hair pieces every single night? And Jazzy is in leggings and a leotard and in a uh, crop drug dealer um state property coat with track shoes. Yeah. Mama, all she you do Jasmine Sullivan, what is going on? All she do is change her outerwear. She start off with like a little trench that's the same color as the the track suit, and then. After the intermit, like to, to go away, come back, set, she kind of changes into this like bolero situation. I think that the idea of the outfit is cute. I didn't know that it was her tour guard. 
It's not, yeah, it's her tour garment and she wears the same one every night. I'm like, none of the girls wear the same garment every night. No, Tinasha even changed her clothes every show, every season. Exa- exactly. Like, Lucky be in different Bottega garments nightly. Tinasha don't even know how to spell fashion. So, and <laughs> hello. I just, it, it's confusing to Jack, like, because you're, you're not wrong. Jazzy got more money than all of these ladies. So I'm trying to figure it out. But, Whatever. Let me go down to the Wells before I go tomorrow. <laughs> if Stephanie don't do nothing, she's going to pull a bank statement. I do think that, you know, when girls get new bodies, they just want to show it off. So she found something she liked to wear and she will keep wearing it. I'm not mad. But she can do different versions of, like, Lotto is wearing different versions of cat suits every night. <laughs> All you got to do, you got tummy, 20, 30 tour dates, 20, 30 garments from Shein and call it. Did I tell you? How we had like a school skating trip and my mom was a chaperone and she wore this black velvet catsuit and like tied a sweatshirt around her waist. My mom used to skate down too. So it was like a thing to see. Mom, I know she was wearing the kids out. And <laughs> y'all. Like it's an advanced skate. My mom was the only person in the skating rink. I was like, excuse me. You wasn't cheering her on? A I hater. You were out. Of course I was. Uh, I'm about to be like Muse your op party. <laughs> oh, I'm at op party. Don't go there, Nee. That's the op party. <laughs> okay, let me get to this damn set list. Not that I wasn't. So then she gets to our song. So put it down. Price tags and roster are next. Oh, she do roster. Dude. You know that's my song, and I know that's your song. That's my song now. Oh, sh- should we mention that? Tell the people, Muse, these, this, a recent update. Life has been lifing, and Stephanie is finally starting to see things my fucking way. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Because it was a tough road for your boy, and I'm just glad that we made it to the other side as a family. <laughs> Seriously. How does it feel? How does it feel to be on the right side of history? Because... <laughs> Y'all know from past episodes, me and Stephanie were back and forth on the hotel's era in general. We all understand the reality show should have got all of the accolades, flowers, and just desserts that this album is getting now. But I'm just excited that the music's still good to me and people are paying attention even more now. But Stephanie literally was like, I don't want her to sing like that. They sound like elephants. Gerald talking about, I want you to sit on it. That's not my judge. Uh-uh, the dolls know better. And I was just like, girl, shut up and listen to these new songs. And she did. <laughs> so, one day I was bored. I had nothing to do. And I was like, you know, let me see what Motels is talking about. And the Motels is talking like I want things to talk. Roster? Hello? But Twitter told me I have a roster, even though I don't, even though we would not call it a roster. Twitter said I have a roster. Wait, let's unpack that because I. My friends think that I'd be lying, too, and I'm not lying. So I said to Twitter, okay, so you know when Jasmine says in the song, because um, they always answer when I call, I got room to love all y'all, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I said on Twitter, if, if every man in your life is on call to do whatever, and I put specifically non-romantic, non-sexual does that still count as a roster? 
Because, you know, I can call any guy I know that's in my phone, and they will be like, if I'm like, yo, I need X, Y, Z, they're going to do it. Yeah. And Twitter said, and including one of the niggas I can call that will do anything I ask, which literally I called him to do me a favor two weeks ago when he did it, um, said, yeah, that's a roster. It is. But I, I didn't think that was a roster because it's not romantic, it's not sexual. I understand why they're trying to like give you that. Like I can see that being a roster. It's it, it just is a little different for for women and men because I I don't have that and I don't have the other one. I feel. I feel. You know my feelings don't always align. I'm a Libra. My feelings don't always align with like what people think the truth is, but I be right. Especially when it comes to myself. So I wouldn't say that I have a roster because, you know, we was talking the other day, private conversation, and it's about to not be so private because I literally said this to you. I was just like, I don't have nobody that I talk to late at night. Like, it don't give date for real, for real. Like, I have people who I know I could do stuff with, but say that I was tired of doing that. It's nobody that, like, on a more serious note, that I'm just like, I don't, I don't currently like, like anyone for real, for real. And it's like interesting to be in that space or whatever, right? I probably can't say that, but we'll figure out how to edit that in a second. They'll deal Coleman adjust. No, but yeah, just like in this place where I'm like, I don't have no new Instagram crushes. I don't have like- Wait, you have no Instagram crushes? That's why I know it's getting deep now. I don't have no new Instagram crushes. I'm holding on for dear life to the two that have been staying this strong since Instagram started. But the new joints, mm-mm. I actually met somebody who could have been an Instagram crush when I was in New York this past weekend. Cool guy, spoke super nice in the DMs, talking, like, but it's not giving anything. It's just like, oh, it was nice to meet you type shit. And conversations, like, stemming from there. Cute, but don't live here. And, like, I'm not putting energy in that anymore. Yeah, no. But I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I'm not mad. I also am still waiting on furniture because supply chain ain't really where it's supposed to be at. And that's my main concern. So, (laughs) I don't know. So, like, when they were, I saw this conversation when they were talking to you, and I was like, I guess that's, like, a roster to a certain extent. But I know in our mind, we mean, like, do you have a starting five? Do you have a dream team? Are you, like, actually talking to a group of different niggas that you could go out with, you could fuck on, like, you could do whatever. I don't have that, and I didn't think that you did either. I don't. Right, 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 right. I had, like, three boyfriends last year, and now nothing. <laughs> nobody text late at night, nobody to be like, let's go to the hood, bar, eat some crabs, nothing. So when people say, no, that's still a right, because one person said, that means that you still got a certain type of access to them. But for me, I feel like anybody that's in your life, you should be able to be like, yo, can you run me a couple dollars? Yo, can you help me move? Yo, can you do whatever? It's like, if if you a woman and you got many in your life, that's not romantic, that won't just do whatever, then what's the point? I agree. I mean, shit, I got access to everybody that I ever done stuff with still. That's not a roster to me, though, because I don't want that. And I'm not actively reaching out or doing anything to get there. It's like, I don't know. It's just not that type of relationship anymore. But you know how 
this is a gear off of the path of the conversation for sure. But since we're here, I feel like there's this attachment thing that I have. I always joke and be like, I'm Erica Badu. Like everybody that I ever dealt with still has some sort of like, not place in my life, because that means that there's not necessarily room for the new people. So I'm not gonna say place, but they definitely could be around. Like I don't have an issue with them. It's not giving, I hate you so much right now. It's not like, I'm not Khalees for real, just when I wanna be. <laughs> well, you know, we share that. Cause I mean, for me, I feel like if it's in and on bad terms, there's no point in not being cool. I'm not saying I gotta talk every day, but if I see you on the street or if you see something that remind you of me, like you can still text me, we can talk about a laugh, kiki and laughter. Like, I don't know. You know, we don't be like weird like that. Yeah, I think that I think that there is a maturity thing that I got where it's like I get off on being the bigger person and I do need to not do that all the time. But I have situations that ended terribly, like cataclysmic movie theater release, cliffhanger type psychological thriller type shit. And I'm still like cordial with that guy. Oh, yeah, well, I don't like that person, so. It's fine, it's not like an active cordiality, but it's not like a, I'm running across the street if I see him either. Like I'm not hiding, I'm not like, I can't speak to him, like it's not giving, I don't care. It's over with. <laughs> but, but okay, so now you see how this concert brought me to tears. We just had a full therapy session off of roster and the people were going through it in the, in the um, anthem because of this, this album. So after roster, let me pull up my paperwork. Who want to pull up the paperwork? Girl Like Me. <sighs> so I seen her perform live. And she did Girl Like Me without Jasmine. Ain't it? Love to hear it. Went off, doing all of the runs, doing things you probably didn't even know she could do with her voice. But it's still just something about the way that Jasmine fucking Sullivan sings a song. Yes. Like. Because you know Jasmine probably really had that thought. I don't think Gabriella really had that thought. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think, that, I think that most of the music, because I know that, of course, other people chimed in and like help with writing and all of that stuff. But Jasmine Sullivan holds the pen to a certain standard on her albums. And I know that they come from a place of her and the stories that she wanted to tell of other women. I don't, I don't really get that from Gabby. Like I don't get the, the, the lyrics of that song don't give me anything that Gabby has been through yet. Right. But we also don't know her because she doesn't really reveal herself to us. So we also don't know. Because I was listening back to her album and she was saying stuff that like, I'm like, Gabriella? Yeah, I, I think that her music is really mature. I think that the topics that she tackles are really like, I don't know, like very, very relatable. She, she came into the music scene as her at a time where people were like really spilling out the the ins and outs of things that we all kind of are facing right now. And she, but when she say when she say karma my bitch she working for me I got some niggas that adore me I was like 
And I love that song, and I'll be singing it as myself. But last night, I was processing it as glasses. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, does she talk like that? Because we don't know anything about her. Like, she don't give us nothing. So for all we know, she could have um, told some boy, you about to make a hoe out of me. Who knows? I don't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, is holding you down, going in circles, the same little like back and forth where she does killing me softly and all of that, like when we've seen her before. Then it's the part that had me dying. Uh, lost ones. Cause hold you down goes into like killing me softly and stuff. Then she does hurt me so good and lost ones. That's the part that had me shaking in my draconians. And then in love with another man. In love with another man is that song for a lot of people. I was too spent at the lost ones part to even clock into that type of emotion for in love with another man. But she sang that shit better than I ever heard her sing. It's like, how do you keep singing this better each time? Like what? Nobody can sing that song like her already. But now you can't even sing it like her. Like your old self can't sing it like your new self. It's just, it's really crazy. She's vocally a monster. It's like really, really interesting to watch live because I'll just be like, how the fuck is she doing that? Mm. Oh, fuck it went away. All world. I mean, that's all it takes. When you got it, you got it. When you got it, Lord, boy, I know you are. So, in love with another man, that's when she does like this, the, the coat switch. She come back out and gives us tragic, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, a song. <laughs> then she does Insecure. You know, everybody go up for Insecure. That was like, intro to Jasmine's new writing style, Jasmine's new kind of give all together, mm-hmm. letting us in even deeper than we thought we already were. And again, Music City, DC being like singer children nation. She does the, the, the challenge. She's like, all right, y'all, let's do the challenge. And then everybody like, in, at least with the earshot of me, eats it. And then at the end, she like, part. Huh? He told everybody to learn their part. She did, and they did. Because at the end, she was like, oh, y'all been practicing. <laughs> and that's something that I was, like, excited to see at this concert, too. Again, personality in a way that we just never seen it before. Like, she don't usually give talk back to the audience like that unless mm-hmm. it's bad. She don't usually give playful and happy and buoyant or anything like that on stage. And she just looked like she was having a great time. I really like that for her in this moment in her career. So after Insecure is on me, then BPM, which is a song I did not expect to like, but I love. BPW. Oh, they spelling it wrong on this this thing I'm reading. Yes, BPW. I don't know how it gets I like that song now too. And that was the song I was most like, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, but she's like going off on it. And I think that there's truth there. Like, I'm not, I'm, I think that there's truth there. It is. Oh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> She's not saying nothing wrong. Then she does Let It Burn and she closes out with Need You Bad. But oh, I love that. Everybody is an idiot and didn't stand still when she went off stage because I'm just like, 
I'm sorry, y'all. Pick Up Your Feelings is another one song. She like literally had a hit. She's going to come back. What are y'all doing? So I got closer because everybody was leaving, idiots. And she comes back out and kills Pick Up Your Feelings. I'm just like, it's certain parts of that song that I don't expect her to do live. And she do them all. How? <laughs> it was one of the best vocal concerts I've been to in my life. She really like changed some shit. And y'all know how I feel about jazz when I stand. I go off about her voice as much as possible. But it's like she keeps setting the bar higher. I don't know if people are gonna come out and be able to do what she does vocally for a while. So I'm glad she's getting the recognition that she been should have got because, wow, a singer. It was a let have a fun. It, it was a let have a thought. And then I don't, I, I don't know where it is because it doesn't list it out. And this was, a, this was a little bit of a minute ago now. But the background singers all sing as good, if not just a little bit worse. Like, it's like, Jasmine sing like shit, and she sing like shit too, but like a little bit less. Like, it's like... <laughs> but because of that, when they get their own time to shine, they be fucking eating it. They sang yeah. the background girl sang Hate You by Scissors. And it sounded like an SWV song. Like oh. it's it's something very because I think the scissor can sing, but she's not the type of vocalist as these ladies. So I feel like it's real interesting when you hear people with that type of vocal attack, that type of song, mm. and some, like smash it. I was like, I need their version on MP3. I, I yelled that at the audience. I don't know if anyone heard me, but if you were in Anthem on um, the same day as me with Jasmine, I, I meant it and I would like my email. Now I'm used at the show making demands. It was, I was about to start scalping CDs. I was about to turn into the bootleg. <laughs> If I could have, I would have laid the track right then and there. They sounded <laughs> wrong as shit. And that same girl who was singing me in that part, like I said, she does Ari Lennox's part in when she does the song that they had together. I wanted to be mad at Ari, but they had to prepare for Dreamville Fest, which just happened. Mm-hmm. So, because Milana went, and I was like, oh, cute. Milana asked, called the radio station and got tickets. I know that's right. The fact that people could still do that, the fact that she still does that, because that's she is a thing that she does. But she always wins. I love that. Me too, but it don't be me. Oh. <laughs> it's like not mad on the low. But yeah, Jasmine, like I tell y'all every time, I, I will go see her whenever she's near me. Just because of that. She goes off live. Whenever she me. Um, well, I'm gonna watch um the whole concert on YouTube because thanks to all the scammers that give us this content. Yeah, we appreciate you. Do and I'm having me a ball. I can't wait. And go check out the thread because everything that I just said. I say already on Twitter with video clips to prove it. With video. Hello? Give it tech support. But Hashtag with. Not only are concerts being had, but people are being dumb on the internet. Music is out. 
It's still other hot topics to talk about. What else is going on? Okay, everybody is uh, back talking about Sierra and Russell now because some football players have a man podcast. Take podcasts away from men and give men back blue collar jobs. Um, give men jobs back in the steel mill because all this free time they're doing podcasts. So. This one football player, which, first of all, I feel like it's poor taste to be on a podcast talking about the livings and home arrangement of a colleague. Agreed. Secondly, why are y'all still stuck on Future? And, oh, she she only would wrestle for XYZ, wrestle Square, yada, yada, yada. And again, one, why are you talking about Chicago League in person personal life? You don't know that man. Number two, why are men so obsessed with future? Future is embarrassing. And a bad person. Like he has been on a downward spiral ever since Sierra left him. He's had 50 children since. I don't I don't understand that. Like, I know that not to be deep, but I know that black people have like grown to glorify things that are detrimental to them in every way, shape, or form just because America. But it's so strange to me that people uplift future the way that they do when his music haven't been good since March Madness. And ain't been good since Sierra left. He haven't ain't been good since Sierra left. Definitely haven't been good since March Madness. The fact again. She has not been with Future for like seven years. Get over it. Like, why do y'all? First of all, another thing about Future is his music be sounding like cries for help. Like, his music to me nowadays be given. Like, there was a tweet that the other day that was like, um, this it was like a gif of a man like crying and like falling out or whatever. And mm-hmm. it was like, when you smash 12 holes, but you still thinking about her. Lori. And I'm like, no, I think that's how he was about Sierra. Like, I feel like he really, it. I think it eats him up that Sierra really pooched. Because all his other baby moms no. still orbit or still need him or something like that. So, it's a mix. I don't think that he is upset that Sierra pooched. I think that he's upset that Sierra's doing better than him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that she don't, because his other baby moms rely on him for stuff. His other baby moms still linger around. That Britney girl pops up whenever he feels like being in a relationship with her. Like, but Sierra literally wipes her hands. Yeah. And that makes him sick. But. And you know he's sick behind Lori now, too. And Lori is out here living. I can't wait till Dusty or levels up on him. Are they still a thing? I don't think so. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait till she level up and bag her somebody lit. Yeah, I was hoping that she left that chicken dinner. Because <laughs> I like Dusty. She seemed like a nice young lady. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so the other thing that was like irking me about this whole thing was people being obtuse by what men mean when they say 
Russell is corny. Russell's a square. And people are like, are you trying to say being a faithful husband makes you a square? I want corny. Y'all know what corny means. White acting. No. That's not... We disagree on this. And I didn't know that we were going to. It's a mix of things. White acting is corny to us, yes. But sometimes niggas, when they talk about other niggas, being faithful is something that they think is corny. No, I know it. I know that. But what I'm saying is when they be talking about Russell, they be like, look how he dressed. Look how he taller. They specifically say the white acting. Because they always reference that picture of him with that Hawaiian shirt and them terrible jeans and them terrible sneakers. And I'm like, he was still white acting then. Like, I just don't like when people who also can't dress comment on people not looking good. Because it's not like you look better. You're not anybody's pillar of fashion. And you probably still wear fucking love boots. So I be trying to figure out what it is. Like, it's not never a stylish man that's got all of this thing to say about Russell. It don't ever be like that. And when they dress him or when they go out and they have to be dressed up, he always look bomb as shit. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look now. You gotta clock into everything post the era. He looked very even in suits, his suits looked it crazy before when he's with that white girl. Yeah, but he was also with a white girl. So okay, my thing is this. That's what I'm saying. That's why people say he's corny. People think he's corny because he his whole thing was so white. And you know, black people think anything white is corny. I agree with that. I do. I still think that. But I also feel like there's a smidge of corny that I personally can tolerate. And he's the wrong person to be saying it. I can call a nigga corny. Cause that's the other thing. There's white, there's there's white acting corny. Okay. I termed it yesterday as white bread corniness, which is Russell Wilson, which I want to kind of break down that a little bit more after this. And then there's black bread corny. And black bread corny is black people that grew up around nothing but black people and they corny. And that that um manifests in man podcast. Like that's corny. That's that's black bread corniness. When you a man with a podcast talking nonsense. Yeah. Nigga, you're corny. Like the dude on the show, he's corny. Right, he's corny. around black people, so his corniness is informed by blackness, where Russell's corniness, which is performative corniness, because I was seeing on a thread on Twitter that was kind of doing a little piece of numbers, Russell is a different person on Sierra's Instagram. He's a nigga on Sierra's Instagram, and he act white on his Instagram. And that's where I want to clock back in. Russell act towards Sierra the way a lot of girls want their niggas to act towards them. And it don't be corny at all. He Mm -hmm. never stops touching her. He always ready to fuck. It's like really not uncool. It looks like he's a smooth, like, guy. Like, it looks how it's supposed to look. He's also, like, the head of his team. Like, he owns stake in some of the shit in the NFL. I don't know football like that. I ain't about to fake like I do. But he got a lot of bread for some Seahawks shit and then pushed over to the Denver Broncos. I do know that. And I don't know. He, Russell Wilson is fine. Like, I That's the other part that a lot of y'all forgetting. He's fine. It's really a few. I'm shallow. And like not in an overwhelming way. But there are things that people get away with for looking nice. I'm sorry. He could be a little corny. The nigga with the dreads on the podcast came. Yeah, no. 
Like you actually need to do better about the corniness of the level of corniness you already had. Sweets. Football players don't be fine. I got a list that'll change your mind. But uh the one boy with the big butt and Odell Beckham. It's too many of them that have big butts for you to re- relegate it. It's the one with the huge butt that look like a um like a boxer though in the face, but like a cute one. That could be somebody from every team, literally in the NFL. No, it's one guy. You used to, used to send pictures of him all the time. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott? Yes. Ezekiel Elliott looked like the Tasmanian devil, and I am ready to spin. <laughs> I love that man. I love that man. One of my older gay homeboys told me that the body type I like is football player, they're retired. I get it. Come on, a Tasmanian devil in the face when I like to spin. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's like five people. Everybody else in the NFL, they are not fine. Not true, Stephanie. It's way more. I just don't know their names. I be looking at the games that it be giving football players from, from school, and none of them boys was fine. They all look like I'm not going to say that because I don't want to get canceled, but I'm going to text you. There's a couple of inflammatory things in this episode that I might have to picky picky exit out of, but we did have this one. No, our track team was fine. That's a different story. Track Boys that run track, be fine. Oh, I just said to you what they look like. Boys that run track also be gay. Oh. I'm ready to leave this show. I can't say what Stephanie just sent me, but y'all, she's the more problematic one of us, too. I don't care what anybody says. That's just how I feel about it. So, I mean, and Russell is fine. And the other thing is when Russell, when Russell be talking, like, and, like, press up, he's like, yeah, you know, what's going on? I'm Russell Wilson. But when he be in them videos with Sierra, even that it's a clip of him on a podcast talking about how he begs Sierra, and he has a his voice is deeper. He talks so much slower. He talks so sexy. Like Russell's voice when he being himself, when he being black, sound like Quiet Storm DJ. Love that. Quiet Storm. Quiet Storm. And also Sierra would not be with no guy that's like real life lame because even though we be making fun of sierra and being like whatever she's still a lit bitch yeah sierra is lit but sierra also has her own level of corniness too and i feel like people kind of rule that out because she bad and i don't <laughs> think that's fair but i mean like see what i mean let me restate because i said that the wrong way i don't think sierra would be with a young white acting i don't either because sierra so that's why i know that like that's why I like watching him on her stories because he be acting like his regular Richmond self. Yeah, and that's another thing about niggas from the fucking Richmond area. They do be fine. <laughs> Come on, RBA. It's like, I don't know Richmond area code, but that side, like that, the, the further down in Virginia that you go, it just like, it's something up with them. <laughs> I need to know what it's giving. Because 757 is not a bad area code to visit. <laughs> it's not. Hey, Trey. Hey, Roycey. 
we do hey, know people here. in the area. Okay. And like our friends are fine, but I'm like not even talking about our friends. Oh. <laughs> like, let me just go through this Instagram real quick. Uh, it's like, you know, I just said I don't got no new Instagram questions. Let me not change that on the show. <laughs> but if you want to be one of the whole know. I'm screaming. I don't know why. So the, the, the way, I like the way that you have coined it, these man podcasts, because it's a lot. And they all are like slowly but surely getting found out to be, you know, very unqualified to do their jobs. And I also think that some of these guys that get on these podcasts project a lot of their own insecurity out into the world and into the ether that don't really have nothing to do with nothing. I don't know the context of the conversation, but what made you even bring that up? Like, right. you so enthralled in this other nigga relationship that you pointing out what you see as flaws that she obviously sees as wins because she keep fucking popping babies. I see her probably pregnant right now. They don't stop having sex. That's the thing. I can't be mad at nobody in a relationship or doing whatever. Whatever works for y'all, work for y'all. I'm single. I can't say shit. Y'all have nightly sex, I'm sure. I'm over here with Pamela. Like, what I look like going off on you? That sounds crazy. That makes you look even more corny. You get what I'm saying? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I wish we knew his name. But again, football is boring unless you're actually there. So Russell Wilson is one of the highlights for me in the whole sport. Fine. And been fine. Was fine before I knew that he was a young white actor. Was fine after I found out he was dating that white lady. Was finer when Sierra came into his life. Has only continually gotten fine over the years. I don't see the issue. Fine be trumping certain stuff. I don't care. Do. Like, I think that Omari Hardwick is one of the corniest actors in the fucking industry. I would never turn him down. <laughs> you see? Like, that sounds insane. I think that he is lame out. <laughs> what do I look like saying no to anything he asked me? <laughs> oh, my God. Who do I think is corny, but I still wouldn't say no to? Who? Who, you, who is it? Who's somebody? We think that most of the world is, like, <laughs> on a spectrum of porn. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I also... I, I'm not gonna say I actively work against it because I'm really not. But I do think that, I think that I am all of these things. I think that I'm cool. Like, I think that I'm too cool for school sometimes, like all of that. I can't necessarily say I'm going to end up dating someone who I think is as cool as I am or else I will be dating more people. I don't <laughs> think anybody cool. So I would never say that I'm going to settle, but I do like a small level of core. Like I can accept a little bit of a Dorito or tortilla. Yeah, the, the corn don't bother me because I, I like men that, like, even though I just made it fun of like Lucky earlier, I like men that don't think they fine. Not, not saying they think they're ugly, but that like don't realize how cute they are. I don't like that. That's something else. I need oh. to come with a specific set of confidence too. It's just it'd be too. No, much. no, it's not. It's not. It's not lack of confidence. It's that guys that don't think about being attractive because their whole thing is like, oh, I'm like that's not a uh, that's not a value system to them. 
No, I like that. That's that's a better. That's what I mean. Like boys who like who who are just like floating around through life, and it's like, yo, like I sent the, the text to the host, and everybody is is like, what's it giving? Like I like boys like that because that gives a certain kind of like corn because they don't think of attractiveness as a value. Yeah, but it's also and we're shallow, and that's a huge value for us. It's something. Yeah, it's something cool about that too, though, because they're not putting no stock into it, and they still fine. But sometimes they could be finer if they knew what it was given, if that makes sense. That's that's tweakable though. Like But that's what I'm saying. That's how we gotta come into their life. Because some uh, like some boys don't be knowing they cute. Like they're like, oh yeah, like I know I get hoes, but they're not like, oh, I can really like shut the Instagram down. Yeah, that's true, because everybody don't care about that. I mean, to a certain extent, I don't think that we go as hard as we probably say that we do about looks and all of that stuff. But oh, it, I don't care how I look. Like, I gladly will look a mess. Like, I went outside with a side ponytail and sweats today and some slides. But I'm shallow about somebody I'm making out with. But I'll be ugly every day and not give two shits. I don't feel the same. I am, again, I'm a Libra. I'm driven by beauty and aesthetics all the time. Like, that's not what I mean either. I'm just saying, like, okay, gay be different. So in my mind, if a gay nigga don't know that he cute, once he find out that he cute, he's a different nigga. I don't that as much as I like what you said. I have never experienced a guy that was just cool, calm, and collective, and confident, and could probably be, like, the one, but it's just chilling, and it's still fine to me. And then... It's just like it stays like that. I've only been in situations where I like obviously leveled someone up, and then they was like thinking they was the shit in a way that they not. Oh, I obviously. Yeah, that's part of why I really don't be doing anything right now because I'm tired of making niggas. Oh. This turned into another podcast. Ha ha. Back to the matter is keep the Wilson's name out your mouth because he's about to slap y'all like Will. Keep my fucking Wilson's name. I'm going to. <laughs> Better. Keep my fucking Wilson's name out your fucking mouth. I know that's right, Libra. The scales were tipped. <laughs> I love that Philly and Baltimore is going to be ghetto at any turn. Oh, don't care. <laughs> Baltimore more so, honestly. No, it'd be a ghetto battle between y'all. I can't even think. <laughs> I want a ghetto battle. It's also a battle between uh, Woke Twitter and Bruno Mars. Every time this man breathes, they have an issue. I don't understand that. He Bruno. don't be doing nothing but singing his little songs and getting high. That's all it is. He, he do his little bumps and he dances his little heart out. And like everyone should do that. <laughs> Sing your song, do your bump, and live. <laughs> Stephanie, please. Oh. I, I I do think that I don't know how long y'all been rocking with us, but we were the first Bruno Mars apologists. And we didn't even mean to be. But something Especially because we didn't even The thing we is fans. I was late to the Bruno Mars training in general. When he was talking about throwing a grenade 40th, 
I couldn't give two shiny fucks. Like I never cared. There was a shift where people around me liked him a lot and he just was kind of like inescapable. And I started to like his music a little more, but I never understood why it was so many people like cultural appropriation, my man, my man, my man. Like I never understood where that was coming from because y'all don't do that to other artists. Y'all don't, there are, okay, wait, let me stop. There are a lot of artists that get flack for cultural appropriation, but it don't seem like it's ever the right ones. Y'all don't be on Justin Bieber ass hardly enough. And people do be on Justin Bieber ass, but not as much as they be on Bruno. I don't get that. Justin literally hired all of black R&B to do journals. That was the album we should have been going off about. Not 24 Karat Magic or whatever the fuck that shit was called. I didn't even like that song. Like, what? People are weird. It's like, woke just want to be woke. And it's giving nap time because what do y'all even be talking about? And I think my biggest thing is, all right, I'm going to read a tweet that actually everybody, this girl's getting cursed out about it now. I'm so glad. I love when people get cussed out when they need to be. <laughs> of course, she has a blue check because, you know, all the blue check blacks are criminally insane. Oh, God. She says, and this is a sentiment that has been shared over the years, but this is just who's getting eaten up today. Right. Bruno Mars is proof that white audiences love the black sound, but only when it's coming from a non-black face. Number one, you have a bullet point, dog. It's the Capricorn and Virgo jumping out. Number one, I learned today on Twitter that a lot of people of varying races thought Bruno Mars was either all black or biracial. <laughs> biracial is hilarious. I did not know that. I didn't know that either because he's obviously Mexican or Filipino or whatever he is. He's Puerto Rican and Filipino, but them oh. is the black of Spanish and Asian. So literally the blacks of their six specific cultures. <laughs> so that's why it gives brown. Down then, there. so for her to say non-black face when this man is the same is like darker than like people with two black parents. <laughs> Y'all let J-Lo slide on every single turn, and I live for J-Lo. They, no, they don't. You don't be on Twitter. Twitter be bashing J-Lo every time she opens up her life. That's crazy, because, like, we didn't do it for so long. Is it a new phenomenon? It's a new thing. Like, they be bashing her. They call her a song stealer. They say she a cultural appropriator. Like, black, black Twitter, even not even the woke people, like, black Twitter in general has a vendetta against J-Lo now. It's very strange. Like, they be saying she's untalented and everything. I mean, there are, there are some truths to some of those things. She, do she did. You, how you steal a song you pay for? That's true. Okay, back to the Bruno tweet that is stupid. So, she said, coming from a non-black face, that's one because people apparently people don't even know that he's not <laughs> black. Not coming from a non-black face, like is he black? <laughs> Number two, Bruno Mars' white fan base is not as large as it was before Twenty Four Carat. Lest we forget, he made very completely different sounding music before Twenty Four Carat. Yep. White people like to feel like, what's that song? You make me feel, 
that's his song, right? I walked out of heaven. Yeah, I hate that song. White people love it. Black people can't be bothered. White people are not in the house listening to calling all my lovelies. They're not. <laughs> so she's also wrong about this because Bruno's white fans have not followed this part of his journey. And the reason why Bruno is popping right now is because of black people over 30. Exactly. Because it's really the old heads holding him down. Dad, what he, he doing? Listen, my aunt, my godmom was literally, I'm not even dramatic, literally on her deathbed texting me like, I'm like, girl, what you doing today? She's like, nothing, but I got fillets. Because you know he say fillets or leave the door open. Like, literally to the day she died, this lady was fucking listening to Bruno Mars' Silk Sonic. Like, black people love him. Like, so you're mad about him winning these awards for songs that don't even get played on the white station like that. Yeah. Cause they definitely not playing Leave the Door Open or 99.5 or nothing that white people listen to. It's and a- what's the new song they got? This bitch got me paying my rent. Just did a cover to the, to Love Train. White people don't know that song. White people are not listening to Bruno Mars like that. So girl, you're stupid, you're dumb, and I'm gonna write an email to um to Twitter to take away your check because what are you checking? Everything you say is stupid. I, somebody um did a, is this you? And was like, this bitch is so dumb. She always got dumb takes. And apparently she had this whole thread about how Janae Aiko and um, how Janae Aiko and Kalani not black. <laughs> Janae Aiko actually has a black parent. So like, let's Janae stop. Janae got two black parents because that mom is had, that mom's Mom, no, that mom, that the mom's dad is black, or the mom's mom is oh, black. Her mom mixed with Asian. That's how she's mixed with Asian. Right, but Janae Aiko is literally three quarter black. Right. Everybody has got to stop. But anyway, so then somebody came at her and I loved it. So again, her tweet said, "Bruno Mars is proof that white audiences love the black sound, but only when it's coming from a non-black face." And then somebody posted a collage of all the black people that won R&B Grammys this year. And I was like, why would you tweet that when everybody black actually did win? <laughs> like what? Jasmine got an award. Her got a couple of, Jasmine got two awards. Her got an award. Doja and SZA got an award. John Batiste cleared the girls. Anderson Park is in Silk Sonic. They won all of the awards that they were fucking categorized for. Like, excuse me? Ciao. I don't, I feel like people don't, we, this has been one of the core values of this podcast. Loud and right. People don't do their due diligence or know anything before they just start spewing out these opinions and these hot takes and I say really crazy stuff on a regular basis. I know that I do. I also back everything that I think up with a fact. I'm very logical, very reasonable, and I'm into researching things. It don't matter for, I mean, it don't make sense for you to tweet something like that on the night that literally seven of the most popular black people right now in music all were awarded. So, and they don't even make the same type of music as Bruno. Right. So like, what is happening? Did you watch the show? You didn't have to, it was kind of boring, but still. Everybody is dumb. (laughs) 
what a T.I. fucking is. Like, oh, God. It's just, I do understand how people could feel a way about certain artists getting accolades and things of that nature in place of before or in lieu of Black people. But if it's all happening at the same time and they cater to a Blacker audience than most, I'm not really sure what the argument still is. What the argument still is. Because you made a good point with that white people don't even care about Bruno that much. Like, he's a megastar, but him getting the Black vote decreased his fan base on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that this is like, I don't think he's going back either. No. Him and Anderson Park are literally trying to be the Blues Brothers from now until the end of time. <laughs> Not the Blues Brothers. Shut up. <laughs> Leave us alone, everybody. Yeah, please and thanks. Thank you. Who don't need to leave us alone is Chris Brown. Oh, yeah, don't ever. Music is out, but the first song that I want to talk about on this segment of the podcast is Warm Embrace. We, parenthesis, Warm Embrace, close parenthesis. <laughs> I want to unwrap you in my Warm Embrace. Ow. Yes. That is a song. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Chris Brown came out with a new song. It's called We, Warm Embrace. And it is the fucking song. Like, this is the Chris Brown that I've missed. This is the type of music that I have been wanting him to at least show me that he values still. Cause usually he'll make something close to this and then it'll just be my favorite song on an album full of 33 other tracks that don't make no sense. Like the music has been good, but it's been hidden. It's just been beneath him. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an old Chris Brown song. And what will really fuck it up for him is if he stages like a, a real good live performance of this and people can stream, watch on YouTube over and over again until we get some more music, let <laughs> the kids over, swab down to the, I don't know, just like we need to see him do this live and we need to see him do it live well with no vocal cracks, no creaks and crevices, sound good. And it's a little one-two step. Let me see your, uh, like, <laughs> I know you know what I mean. I just, I feel like we need this from him. <laughs> he, needs, he needs this from us. I feel like a lot of people don't care about him that much anymore. So, Y'all know our, our, our beef with Chris Brown or whatever. And he really, and this song is really a full pivot from what he's been doing because it's no cursing. Like, I was on iTunes and I was like, wait, there's no, like, E next to nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely wasn't. So it was no cursing. It's no, I'm going to beat that pussy up and all that stuff he normally be talking. Yeah. I'm like, this is a full departure like and a lot of r&b twitter especially like his fans were like oh my god like he's really restoring the feeling like we miss this chris brown because everybody is like we miss r&b chris brown yeah 
And I think he finally like heard our cries. And I love the song because, and you said he should do like a, a bomb live performance. I would love it if he did it with Guy since he interpolates um, Let's Chill. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so dope to see him with Teddy Riley and Aaron Hall as, as DMV people would say it. <laughs> we um, I think that'd be so lit but I love that song it's definitely going to have the skating rinks lit I want to go skate and I every time I listen to it I'm like I want to go skate yeah I just told y'all my mother is ready the cat suit is hanging up <laughs> I'm happy for him and I it came out at a really good time because I think he sees what's going on Lucky really got the industry in a, I'm not gonna say a chokehold, but a choke he he got his foot on a lot of girls' necks, and I'm glad to see people not trying to be like left out. He's trying to definitely restate his claim as the king of R&B because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but the way you write, yeah, literally, that's that's what it is. This song, you know he got 800 songs on his MacBook at all times. I say that every time we bring that man's name up. He just be walking around with a library full of unreleased bombs. But I think that whether this is brand new, like being made brand new, or if he just um, had it already, I think that Lucky's resurgence has kind of done something to everybody. Because Lucky is being responded to for a more traditional R&B sound in a way that people young people don't really always get. Like, it's not trap and B at all. It's not Bryson Tillery. It's not, uh, what's that boy with the dirty fingernails? Tory Lanezy. It's not Six Lackey. It's not Drakey. It's all, like, specific R&B. It's not, like, alternative. Like, it's, you get it. Right. Because even Miguel, like, artists like Miguel, it's got infusions of some other shit. Like, Ro James infuses some other shit sometimes. Right. Iggy little Rocky Taki. Yeah, which I love. Like, but... Love, obsessed. Lucky Day is less Lenny Kravitz than they are. Lucky Day right. is less Prince than they are. So, I think that him being able to do it as smoothly as he has, and it's like, this is what it was... This is what Joe... R.L., Tyrese, like all of them, if they was making music right now, like this is the kind of direction that I And no shade, he need to get in the studio with them since he want to be in the studio with everybody. Lucky, slide up into the studio with our legacy artists. Oh, that would actually fucking kill me. If, Could you imagine if Lucky did a song with Joe? Because both of them write down. You know how we go off about Lucky being everybody's work husband. If he started to be like the after drinks crew work nigga, and like was with all of the old heads and brought them out. I would live for that. That would be bomb. We need to tweet, tweet him that since he'd be liking all of our tweets. Come on the cast, luck. <laughs> the Brandon. The people be in the nooks and crannies of the sites and they need to be on the sites. <laughs> Shout out to Seven Streeter. <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> Speaking of interpolations, our boy Ricardo Williams, um, aka oh. the Pink of the UK, has a new song out. He sent it to us early, so we got in on it early. But, it is, but it's out into the world now, and um, the song is called Cross the Line, and I love it because it's very much given the same themes around like um, 
Mary J. Blige, um, he, uh, we was just friends, and now we laid up. Did we cross the line? <laughs> um, and I love that because sometimes crossing the line be cute, but sometimes it do be going sour. Um, and we were due for one of them kind of songs, honestly. But he interpolates um, Brandy's borderline. Listen, and y'all know how I feel about fucking Brandy Slay on a Norwood. Borderline is one of my favorite songs that she's come out with in her discography. So for him to put that shit on his anything, a fan. Come on, on his anything. <laughs> he could have played it in the car and I would have been like, love him. No, like, it's, I made Muse listen to the song where I was looking at him, y'all, and he fell out, like, as soon as I mentioned it. Like, as soon as he hit play, he was like, yup. <laughs> Standing. Immediately. Yeah, I know we love Ricardo Williams, a vocalist. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing, um, so he has a new project dropping or an extension to, her, to his first project dropping soon. So, definitely stay tuned. Um, who's next? You've been going off about this song, and if I wouldn't have listened to it today, before we did this fucking show, I would have been doing a disservice to myself and the cast, because Ella Mae's new song is everything. Bomb. She interpolates something, too. I have to listen again to make sure I'm right before I just start spewing out nonsense like that girl with the Bruno Mars tapes. But a song. A song. Leave me alone? Don't. Please don't. Hey, remember, we talked to, we talked to y'all about this. We went to see LMA live, and she also just has got this new, I don't know, invigoration about her on stage. Like, she just came to life. She cut that hair. I don't know what her hair be holding trauma for the world or something, because she got that bob, and it was giving something else. I'd be falling out. I'd be dead serious. That's why I be falling out because he not wrong. Um, <laughs> no, like Ella's new album is coming in May, I think. Um, she just announced, I think it's May 6th, the exact date. And so far, she's dropped three kind of teaser singles. Mama's three for three to me. Uh. And they play DFMU on the radio in Philly now. That's one thing about that bitch. Ella May going to get the radio to play the music. And it's the old head station. I don't know what she be doing, who she be talking to, who is on the payroll, and I don't care. <laughs> Every time she come out with something, they play it on the radio as if it's booed up. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like DFMU, and I like the Not Another Love song. It's such a clever song. I like, like, um, she says, I don't want to mess this up. Is it too early to say? And then her vocal goes out. But what she's about to say is that I'm in love. But I love that she don't say it because she's saying, like, oh, I can't tell him that because then it's going to mess up the relationship. And then she got Mary, um, Good Morning Gorgeous, talking at the end of the song. <laughs> no, it, you do, did you hear that version with Mary talking at the end? No. <laughs> oh, it's no, I'm not being silly. It's really at the end of the song of not another love song, LMA. Mary is talking at the end and she's like, Don't be a victim all your life because that's how I used to be, and yada yada yada, like going off. I really like that. I knew you would. That's why I had to bring it up. Hey, good morning, gorgeous. Love the message. <laughs> 
Mary is a whole new girl. I'm glad. Like, Mary is really a new girl. I love that for her. But yes, LMA is three for three. So I know this album about to be good. Just to give y'all some more teasers, she got a song with Lotto on here. Of course, she got a song with Lucky because, you know, Lucky let the girl sing alone. And she got a song with Roddy Rich. I'm not excited about the Roddy Rich song because he kind of fell off, but... <laughs> but I feel like the album is going to be good. It's 15 tracks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the new LMA. The thing is... The thing is... <laughs> We did it at the same time. <laughs> no, seriously, LMA don't have a bad project that I know of. I think that people got tired of her fast because of how like frequent we were hearing her. So I'm actually okay with the break that she took, but I expect another solid project. Her first, her actual debut was a very solid debut. The EPs that came out before that. Also very good. I, I I think that she's a decent artist. I really do. And now that I know she's good live, yeah. Because I, I've seen her live twice. And the first time it was at a festival, so I was like, hi. But yeah. now that I've like seen her with a sober mind and food in my stomach, I can pay attention. <laughs> I like her a lot. And I also wanted to um, mention that Lucky brought her out for um, on his tour because he serenades um, uh, somebody in the audience every time he performs I Love You Too Much on the on the tour. He brought out Ella. And what I loved, besides the fact how masculine her energy is, is that she knew every single word to that song. And we love when artists are fans of each other. Mm-hmm. And know each other's music. Like... That was such a cute moment for me, and I'm looking forward to what their little duet is going to sound like. What you going to do? Because they're about to go off. Yeah, it's going to be good. He don't have a bad song with a female artist. Don't. So, speaking of albums coming out in May, our daughter, Sabrina Claudio, is back. (laughs) Y'all tried to kill our favorite bitch. I had a conversation recently at a bar about how I refuse to cancel her. And people be having good points, but I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry. I'm not. Like, I have only successfully canceled R. Kelly. I'm still working on everybody else. Who else are you working on, dog? I mean, Kanye has been on my bad side off and on for the past couple years. That's really it. (laughs) That's really it. I'm not active. Well, Daniel Caesar, I'm sorry. I didn't like Peaches, but that second album was fire, and I still listen to some of them songs. I haven't canceled him. That's why I didn't even bring his name up. Both albums was everything to me, and the second one might be better than the first one. No shade. And I want the hoodie he had on the Grammys. Like I have didn't know a thing, didn't watch the Grammys, but um I appreciate your due diligence. <laughs> you know I had to prepare for the cast. But Sabrina, she's dropped two songs. She's two for two for me. Two but for the two. new one, better version, is I like better than put it on repeat. For real? Okay, okay. Better version is better than put it on repeat. I was, the videos I, is kind of similar, no shade. The videos are similar, but that's why I think I like the first one better. Mm. So put it on repeat as a song, I like 
I like it, of course, but better version is better. Better version as a video, I like to put it on repeat better. Mm. I'm sure that was the I, how I said that. Just the stuff that she's saying on better version and like the way she's crying on that track, like, but I love him. You you was you can do it better than me. Do it. But I love him. Um, <laughs> That's literally how she be. Oh. <laughs> she be stressed. Mama is stressed on that song. I've never been in that situation before, but I feel like I could I could get myself there. I could think that. She said, "Cause I miss him." Oh, she's really crying out to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, she really is. So basically the song is about, you ever like date somebody y'all and like they're like this really great guy or a great girl and then they switch up on you and be a whole different person and you're like, oh no, I want the other, because she said something like, is it bad that I'm, that I'm lusting for the other person? Like, you know, she just, she's basically telling the story as if she's in love with another man, but it's really the same person she's with for his two different personalities. Yeah. And this is another reason why I like this bitch. Because what she said when we were seeing her live, and she was like, to make my album, I literally went and talked to couples. She mm. sat down with older people, and she would talk, about, talk to them about what they felt about love, how they stayed together for so long, like all of the different things. And in this song, it kind of sounds like that's what she did here. Because think about movies that you watch where the woman is just yearning for the old version of her nigga to come back. She wants the spark back. She wants to go out on day. She wants spontaneity. She wants all of those cute things that made her love him that he not doing no more because they just got into this routine or whatever. That's what the song is about. She just makes everything so fucking sexy because she can't help it. But it's literally how to lose a guy in 10 days. It's literally 27 dresses. It's literally every rom-com we've ever seen put in Sabrina Claudio-isms. I live for shit like that. And speaking of just, it's sexy because of who she is. I think that, because we've been talking about this a lot with some of our girls, but people that try to exude sexiness and people that just naturally inhabit sexiness. So even though she's literally crying on the, the song, it just sounds like the tears are just dripping to her cooch. Like, it just like, <laughs> it's just so sexy. But she is like, literally about to leap off the ledge. Like, mama is losing it. Jenny! It's giving Jenny a force gun. Get down, girl, get down. Like, yeah, mama is going through. Speaking of, we didn't put her on the list, but maybe we should, this is a cute segue. Um, girls that are doing too much, trying to be sexy, but they don't have to give that. Normani's new song, Fair, I like it. Apparently only three people like it. Me, Dre, and Shalate. But I think it's a good song. I think that it's a good song, too. All right, so it's four of us. Because I listen to that song, like, I've been listening to it consistently since it dropped. I think that the... the lyrics don't break down the middle. <laughs> I think that the lyrics are really dope. I love... I don't know whether this will hurt or help, but I love that it sounds like vintage Noah 40 production. It sounds like something that would have been... A, a, like. It sounds like something Drake would have rapped over off of the mm -hmm. take And I like that. Because right now, nobody's singing over top of stuff like that. Right. So even though it sounds older, it's still kind of fresh. She performs it well. I think she does cute stuff with her voice. Oh, she performed Fair already? She performed it the day after it came out. Oh, that's right in that white dress. Yeah. 
I like the way that they set her performances up. And I don't know how to explain that, but visually I like what she presents. I've seen her live before, she performs well, but I don't care. I like the song and I still don't care. I just, wow. don't I don't have faith in her follow-up. Uh, what's the name of that song that I love? I love that song, can't even remember the name of it. Wildside. Wildside. I had the remix on repeat for like 30 minutes yesterday. Wildside, literally, if it comes on right now, I still do the dance. Like, I, I care about that song more than she did. And that's why I'm like, I can't care about you. Because you mm-hmm. know what you're supposed to do with any of the follow-ups. Think back to everything that she's been doing. It's like one or two things. One of the possible, she not a spades player. Things that happen every time she comes out. She had the songs where she was featured. I think one of them was with Sam Smith. That was supposed to be a big crossover moment. Nothing happened. Video was cute. Nothing happened. She came out with Waves featuring Six Lack. I know the nigga name is Black, but I need y'all to know who I'm talking about too. That was a good song. On par everything else that was coming out at the time, went nowhere. Cute video and everything. Cute performances, went nowhere. The song with Khalid, Love Lies. Cute performance on the war shows, went nowhere. Like these songs only do well for a certain amount of time and then they're just singles and nothing else happens. Fast forward to motivation, big performance at the VMAs. She thought she was bringing sexy back like Justin Timberlake, the whole Britney Spears, Beyonce, like all crazy in love, like all of that, like we get it. I I understand every time, but what else, what next? Like there's no fast follow-up in order for me to be like, okay, she's onto something, she's going somewhere. That was a year or two, that was a year plus before Wildside. Wildside comes out, she has this big moment. It's literally her best song so far. Nothing happens for a whole nother year. Now we get fair. I don't care, I don't, I don't. And I know the stands tried to rip me to shreds that day. Fuck y'all, cause y'all can't fight. And y'all got profiles that don't even have your picture showing, get on my face. And I know that it's like, I don't know, unfair to her, but she not she's not doing enough for me not not quickly enough especially because she's so visible like mama be everywhere you do she be out every night somewhere at a thing and, if, and it's like girl needs to be working on at least an ep like how does she she don't got no ep right no like she's just floating around like give the people a project everything has been singles i don't understand what's going on and it's starting to concern me. Like, you have all of the backing, like way more than other girls that deserve it. And nothing is happening. I hate when she comes up in conversation with Tinashe. I hate when she comes up in conversation with Justine. And I hate when she comes up in conversation with even Don Rashard. Cause I'm just like, they, would be killing it if they had your level of support. Yep, they sure would. They all are just doing as good as they can do right now. Like they're, everything that they're doing is very cute for them. And we're happy to see them be where they are. But this bitch Normani literally has the world at her feet and she's piddling. Like, why are you pussyfooting? I don't get it. And no shade, but I have the same kind of critique for Chloe. Huh. And I think, I think actually when this episode comes out, 
Chloe's new single is dropping that same day. So uh, we can't give a full review, but I see the same thing happening with Chloe where drop this single, you have a moment, and then it's just like crickets. <laughs> and and honestly, like I liked what was her the booty so big? What's the name of it? Have mercy. I like Have Mercy. I do too. But, but it felt like the song came and went. She had a couple of performances and then it was nothing else. But do the streets care about Have Mercy? I don't. I can't confirm or deny. Because I Cause think... Like, do, like, because I feel like what I see on Twitter in terms of support is like black girl magic women in their 30s champion Chloe. <laughs> but I don't see girls her age talk about her. I think that living where I live is starting to skew my visibility of streets because they play the same shit everywhere I go. I got to go to something out of the ordinary, unusual in order to like hear things that I really want to hear. All of the DJs play the same shit at the all boys. You have mercy has, is like gay inflected. So, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, like, without saying it, but since we're- No, I know, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, I get what, I was saying, I get what you're saying, because Have Mercy does have a sprinkling of gay in it. I I should be hearing that more than everybody, but wouldn't know a thing. They don't be playing it at the, at the Doll World? No, they don't play it. At the Doll World Bar and Grill? They don't play nothing in Doll World except for Megan, Cardi, Nikki, Nikki of all years. It don't matter when the song came out. (laughs) Do we have a problem? Sometimes you'll get like a vintage Beyonce moment. Like it's the same shit. I want to have another DJ episode because I'm starting to get irritated. Like I have to go to hipster mix parties, like Wild Days and shit on Eating Rooftop and shit at Seal and stuff like that in order to hear good music, good mixes, good DJs actually do DJing. And I know good DJs that strictly work in gay atmospheres and they don't do their best at gay stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you play it to the crowd, the crowd gotta do better. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. But that's a, that, it literally is a whole nother episode. Chloe, I hope that she don't fall into the same trap as Nomani. Parkwood is like B613 to me off a of scandal. I feel like they always up to something and we just never go find out until it's too late. But I don't really see what they're doing with her. And I'm very mostly, I'm mostly confused on how to how to her dress so well. How where they at? Come on, where they at? No, them locks be shape shifting. <laughs> she had how did she get them under wigs? I don't know. She had a big ass Diana Ross wig. Not another place. She had a big ass Diana Ross wig at the at the Grammys, no dread in sight. And it was like as flat as wigs be. I mean. I I wouldn't know a thing. I don't know how to do anything. Because I, I, but it's cool, like, how she can switch it up. But, yeah, I have no idea. And you know I'm here, children. I have no idea. I remember Clark Atlanta Fashion Show, sophomore year, spring. They put this girl that had dreads in a wig, and it looked a fucking fool. So that was my initial like thought. Or oh. her head, dog. I was like, 
maybe they really meant the higher the hair, the closer to God, because the wig was sitting. Uh, I don't understand. So now I'm just like, and, and Chloe's hair is longer than this girl I'm talking about. I was like, well, how the fuck are they doing that? If they keep doing whatever they're doing, I could actually see her and Holly not being a group again. And that's not what I want, but I can see them separating and Chloe actually changing her hair. Yeah, I see that too. Because Chloe want to be a hot girl. Yeah, Chloe wants to be whatever this is that they got going on for her, that's what she wants. And I outside looking in, think that Holly wants something else. So... Yeah, because all the snippets we've heard of Holly's music, which sounds so good, by the way, mm-hmm. doesn't sound... It's not hot girl music. No, not at all. It sounds more like the regular Chloe and Holly sound. Right. Which people... Which is what I like. Which, I mean, I like it, yeah. That's what, I really like it. I, and I'll just say it like this. I, the reason why I like Have Mercy is if it was anybody else's, if it was Sierra's song, I would like it. Mm-hmm. If it was Tanashi's song, I would like it. So that's how I'm saying that it's a good song. I don't think that I want that for Chloe, though. Yeah. But I, I like the song at its core. I, and, and the other thing, too, is like I just feel like Chloe is figuring herself out in, in front of us. And like... I don't care for that. I'll say it this way. I like to see development of artists. Like, you know how artists, you can see the difference in them between albums. But I feel like Chloe is stumbling and figuring things out on Parkwood Dime in a way that's wasteful, if that makes sense. I'm not going to say wasteful. It does make sense. But I'm not going to say wasteful because they literally don't have anybody else to do the shit with. Parkwood only got Chloe a house. They're probably letting them literally do whatever fuck they want to that at one point they had three artists it was a white girl it was another solo black person and then it was Chloe Howe I haven't heard a fucking peep from the other two and that was back when Beyonce came out with self-titled that this was the Parkwood roster so oh Ingrid was one at a point I think Ingrid don't even do music no more so yeah which is crazy right because love drought please What's her what's her Instagram? I'm about to look. It should just be Ingrid. But I I don't know. Chloe and Hallie are starting to confuse me a little bit. And I, I thought that I had their career down pat, like laid out bad bill from the factory and everything. But now I don't really know what's about to happen with them. I'm really excited for Ariel Little Mermaid. I love how they had that moment on the Grammys. No, Oscars. Yeah, Oscars. And I think that Hallie has a song soon coming out with Pharrell. Can't wait for that. It'll be interesting to see a lot of these new girls, new girl. That's all I'm gonna say. This treat me like you treat me. Uh-uh. Already don't like it. Yeah. So when we when we first saw the first teaser, it was like her kind of doing the opening of Solange when I get home with the rhinestone headpiece and things. We were like, oh, this is about to turn it. And then she released another snippet of her walking down Rodale Drive with all of these shopping bags and a new version of the song that just sounds noisy and chaotic because it has, what sample is that on there? Booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. 
Yeah, it's like, why does she have these loud 2000 samples? Like, I just want to hear you. Like, I don't know if these songs are just mixed poorly, but the sample be overpowering the song. The way that that snippet, the original one was that we were going up for, it was literally just like her vocals layered on top of layer on top of layer, and she was like wailing. And y'all know the type of music I miss is very... I Thought by Brandy, Sugar Mama by Beyonce, I'm Good by Black. Like, I want these bitches to sing loud and hard over top of fast beats. I hate that everything has gotten so slow. The BPMs have dropped down and gotten their eagle on, and I'm tired. I want to dance. The way that that shit was going to be at first was going to be everything. Like, now it's still fast, and she's still going to be singing like shit, because Chloe sings. I don't care what nobody says. Go ahead, Molly. That lower register is fancy. It really can sing. But I don't want to play in College Park when we flip them birds. Like, I do not care about Bubba Sparks. Why is there a Miss New Booty? We know you got ass. The body look good. Dude. I don't need you to sing about it. And the cover art is a fool. Twitter drags her. That's another thing that I want to talk about. That brings me back to the dread question. The bang is a little heavy. What's going on? Between her with that like new sex goddess give only in pictures and in videos and in performances because she don't act like that at all. And fucking Normani's hole showing while she was painting to the sweet sounds of fair. I'm just like, what is happening? And she wasn't even painting. That was literally like the design on a, a paper cup at church. I just want to be able to open my Twitter in public again. And, and like, if y'all didn't see it, Normani's in a thong bikini. She's in a canvas in front of her, and she's pretending to paint. But y'all know the white, like, cup paper cups, and it has the purple and blue, like, stripes on it from, like, the 90s? That's what she, she paints that design on a canvas. And she's sitting with her back to the camera with her legs spread so open that you can see her butthole. Yeah. Last time, a famous person flashed us by accident. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But this time... Who was it? So you remember Arnez from All of Us? No. Arnez J? Ew. Arnez J is funny as shit, but no. Arnez from 101. Oh, oh, the light-skinned boy? Oh, when he was on Harlem? He was on Harlem. The whole got exposed. And I don't know whether they knew that when they went to editing. But it didn't get left on the cutting room floor I liked it. But Normani, it just seemed a little, this had to be a mistake. I don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> the Everybody's falling apart. I mean, I posted a little censored situation on Instagram yesterday, too. Maybe I can't talk. Was your hole out? <laughs> Absolutely not. Whoa. <laughs> The name of this episode is Was Your Whole Out? <laughs> That's funny. But a question. <laughs> I've been like, Was Your Whole Out? The people will not stop calling me, and I do not understand what that is. Okay, I'm on Chloe's Instagram. I think the reason why she's able to do all these looks, I didn't realize how short her locks were. She cut them. That's what I'm saying. They're great. I didn't realize they were this short. Yeah, she cut them. Because they're not short on grownish, a show. So that's how she able to have all these weave ponytails and, and carrying on. 
But I'm about to show you a picture which I'm confused where the locks is at. I love how we got stuck on Chloe and Armani. <laughs> the hearts are not breaking down the middle, okay? <laughs> I also want to uplift the name of Coco D. Jones. Lower register doll baby. Gorgeous girl. Lower register doll baby, like Steph said. Doing a very, very good job as Hillary or Bel Air. But her new song, Caliber, is a good song. Stephanie said it sounds like everything that's out right now, but I want to caveat that when you hear stuff loud, it changes things. Play that shit in the car, and it's going to sound a little different than everything else that's out. Because I think I love Ella May's song, but there's aspects of it that could sound like everything that's out, but it still kind of don't. I'm going to put Caliber in the same range as that. They have the. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if y'all go to our Twitter, because y'all need to be following us, we've been doing New Music Fridays. So all of the new music that we're talking about, plus more, and something we probably can't remember, is all there. I know I did pieces on Marigold because Alex Asley is my love language. I talked about... Wait, so go ahead. Talk about Alex Asley and I'm going to be ghetto and talk about all the rap girl songs. <laughs> I mean, I said a lot on Twitter, but Alex Asley, she just does something to me. Her, her tone is so sweet. The music be so like... It just put me in a good mood. <laughs> I really like her chemistry with Jack Dine. If you are already an Alex Osley fan, I don't think that this is going to like make or break or shake your feelings towards her. It's a very standard, this is Alex Osley, this is who I am, this is my signature walk that made me famous type of project. But there are moments that need to be highlighted. Like Under the Moon might be one of my new favorite songs of hers. Mm. Like in general. And then I already loved Love Again. I already love Still Wonder. Anything she do with Robert Glassman is gonna hold my ear and attention. I just like the, the quality of her music is kind of different from everything else that's out right now. So even in its own monotony, sometimes I find solace in that. You said that so lovely. <laughs> okay, now it's time to be ghetto. So the rap girlies are coming. <laughs> And the rap girlies really been in their bag lately, but I feel like this summer, first of all, I feel like this is now going to be the official post-COVID summer, even though COVID is still alive and well. It's still very, it's going to be that summer. Like, you know how everybody, 2020 was like, we outside, 2021, we outside. I feel like 2022 people actually for real, for real, for real are going to be outside. And I love that the girls are coming with outside music. So first of all, kicking it off, Coyle Ray, Blick Blick. Now, I've never disliked Coyle Ray, but I wasn't on her line like that. Like, I did like Big Purr, and I love her on, um, I like with Carlay on the um, uh, Slime Language 2 album. But the rest of her songs, I can kind of give or take her because I don't like all the auto-tune, especially after I heard one of her old songs where she raps in her real voice. Um, but Blick Blick with Nikki which I never thought in 
post 2010, I would say I like a Nicki song, but right. Blick Blick is low key like probably my song of the summer. I'm, I think I'm already ready I, for cleaning it. This, even Nicki verse was crazy. Me Onika Tanya. <laughs> the group chat was alarmed because they know I do not do Onik. Yeah, but I love her verse on Blick Blick. Um, also, City Girls dropped. So if any of y'all follow City Girls, so Carisha's birthday trips are like always like are famous on social media because she usually records them and it's her cousins being crazy. But since Puffy took her on this trip, the cousins wasn't there. Well, all the cousins didn't come and we didn't get footage. But what we did get was a clip of her um, like freestyling on a drill beat in the pool and that's like the the little clip kind of popped and they wound up turning it into a full song with Fabio Foreign who was having a great 2022 thus far mm-hmm. um and top notch is everything like <laughs> Carisha Young Miami verse is just so bangy <laughs> <laughs> like she literally says Pussy real tight, got a good squish, fat lips on it, but it don't got no lisp. <laughs> it's so bangy, it's so hurt. I love it. And then of course, y'all know JT gonna come and just like fucking annihilate. And yeah, JT went crazy on Evers. I love when she switches the flow. That part, I don't remember what she said because you know I'm not a stand. Cause but she, all right, I'll do it. She was like, "You gotta pay for this." Yeah, I love that. You gotta pay for this, mm-hmm. and she said, "Um, she said, uh, she said this ain't no free nuts, no nah, nigga. Get your get your money up, slurping up like a freeze cup. Something, something with my knees up." She did what she was supposed to do. I'm and then she changed that whole beat and do the whole drill kind of sound. I ain't going there. That's an op party. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a black Barbie. Meanwhile, we've been saying op party since the song dropped. <laughs> we've been calling everything an op party, y'all. That is hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going there. That's an op party. She <laughs> said every bitch that hate on me got an ugly face and a botch body. <laughs> this girl's all ghetto. Hey nigga, I call bro be fucking hoes and catching bodies. Oh my god. The fucking Rothaniel uh comedy special came out and somebody called him an op party because he the audience actually called him an op party because he told them that he was dating a white boy at one point. The lady who said wow. She was like, wow. She's my favorite person in the world. That wow was long too. It was. It was. She said, you got to pay for this. Wow. <laughs> That's the part. Something else ghetto came out that we like bonded over. Wait, Lotto. So Lotto's album drops. So, you know, we live in love for Lotto. We loved her first album, Queen of the South. Still give it spins. We just talked about how we loved, um, uh, what song did, I, did we say we loved? He said, she said. Yeah, he said, she said. Well, the album is out. And let me tell you all something. First of all, you know when artists be going on, like, their press... By the way, Lotto's... 
press tour for this album is so 90s. I love it. Mama was everywhere. She was freestyling places, doing interviews, being on social media. Like, I really love how she promoted this album. But anyway, you know people be in their interviews and they be like, oh, you know, I have a song on here that doesn't sound anything like my sound. Y'all won't expect this song from me. And then you hear the song and it be regular. Yeah. That's why I love Alyssa. She don't be lying because Sunshine... (laughs) With Lil Wayne and Childish Gambino, I never would have expected that kind of song. Mm-hmm. And we know her, her range. Yeah. But I never would have thought that that song would have came out of her. And that song is everything. Y'all know how I feel about Donald D. Glover and Childish D. Gambino. So that was the song I wanted to listen to first. But I was like, let me go in order. I don't like it. I think that a lot of the songs are actually something slightly different from what we would be used to from her, but she infuses lotto lotto in everything, so it still like goes. But yeah, I would never have expected that. And she was telling everybody. You know how people say that one thing in every interview? She said that at every interview, like it was 100 people in the room, but only 99, like it was very that. And she was not lying like most of these artists. And, you know, her interview with Joe Budden, I really enjoyed because, you know, Joe Budden is about rap and, like, rapping. And as much as people be talking about Lotto, how she does all this pussy rap now, Lotto really is serious about rap and rapping. And she was saying, she's like, you know, I wanted this second album to really be me just spitting. She's like, of course, I'm going to have, like, a couple girl songs. She didn't say girl songs, but you know, you know what we're trying to say. Like she, I think she said something like booty pop songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I really want to just be spitting this whole album. And like the seven 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 part one and two, She's um, to- stepper, trust no bitch, like her is my shit. Even it's given. She's right. Oh, I was about to go to It's Given. I was going to say, also, but the thing is, even the girl song, she's going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. It's Given boss, bitch. <laughs> when she say, what she say, Bottega, he is it, the club, hey, 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 Bottega, he is in the club. Who ever thought oh, that this bitch would be up? I love Santana at the end. Yes, that's what I'm gonna say. I love her and Santana's relationship. I don't know. I don't know. I just like him now. <laughs> you love Tanner. I love Santana. But I do want to say she's rapping like shit. She's going off. It's a hood bitch holiday. But the songs where she's like singing, I was very shocked. He sounded good. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? She sound good on Like a Thug. She sound bomb on Like a Thug. Like a Thug is one of my favorite songs on the project. Real Ones? What? Real One, produced by Pharrell. I know that that could never be a single, but like that is... I like when songs make me think differently about artists. Real Mm. Ones make me feel like she actually likes music or is into music in a way that I didn't expect her to be. Because you could be a rapper all day long and not even have no, like, I don't know, threshold of sound. Like, you just yeah. know lyrics and lyric and lyricism and um, right. and simile and pun and shit like that. But when it comes to production, that's a different thing. And her being able to slide on something like that showed me something I didn't know about her. 
Yeah, I think she really, um, I you could tell that she really thought a lot about this album, and you can tell that she had a very specific like. She went to end it with attention. Vibe she was going for, like she really wanted to show her range, show that she can rap over everything, show that she can rap about anything. But you know, Lotto a shit talker. Like she always gonna talk her shit. Is. And I love that. I want her and Lakia to do a song together so bad. I feel like it has to be coming. Lakia did a freestyle over top of her song. Oh, which one? Is it really? Oh, for real? Oh, I need to watch that right now. You know how I love. And you know what? I also love that in every interview, she bigs up Lakia. I like them a lot. I feel like out of the, because it's levels to the newness of these girls. So with Lakia being one of the newest girls, I love how her and Lotto kind of have that camaraderie so far, it seems like. Because they two are the best ones. Like, they rap like men to me. Yeah. And, like, don't get mad at us for saying that, but y'all know what we mean. Yeah, like, I feel like I say a lot of stuff on this podcast I'm not supposed to say. I'm still learning. God not done with me yet. (laughs) A lot of the reason that we fell in love with Megan was because she sounded like she was a 500-pound man. And once she stopped doing that, we didn't care as much anymore, and the music got bad. So let me say this. Yeah, because it's, it's not giving Megan. <laughs> I think that I, I appreciate what she's doing. I just don't care for it, like, to play it myself. But because I like her, I'm not bothered by it. The song with her and Dua Leapers don't bother me. But I would never play that. I would never press play on that on purpose. Pretty girls. Wouldn't know a thing. Um, <laughs> oh wait, I see she posted the freestyle and um and Lato- and Lotto's in the comments going off. See, and I like how they all like each other. I do too. We say that all the time, but it's really cute to see them. Cardi's impact. It's really cute to see them like really fuck with each other and like mean it. It's not like oh hey. Man. But they really be like posting each other music. Like when Lotto album ca- came out, all the rap girls was like, stream Lotto, stream Lotto, this is my shit. Like mm-hmm. literally yesterday, Carisha was um, tweeted, it's giving boss bitch. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, y'all's fave is crossing the new girl's names out when they're mentioned in the same article as her and then posting it on her Twitter. But long live the queen, I guess. And on that note, <laughs> that was, I think, everything. Um, can I get a snack? Yeah, I was about to say, we need a little break.
<laughs> so the science portion of today, as you all have been beating us up about, is the fucking Grammys. I don't have that much to say, actually. I mean, it was cute for what it was, but it wasn't all that. <laughs> so okay. everybody's talking about old 2000s Y2K stylists coming back. I want 2000s Y2K celebrity to come back. Like, Ooh. so we're digging into the girls' garments. Everybody looked terrible. <laughs> they didn't look terrible. They looked. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I only but it wasn't nobody. Even people whose outfits I did like, it wasn't like oh, like you know, back in the days, people used to have moments at the Grammys, mm-hmm. like iconic looks at the Grammys, like Tony Braxton. No, oh, that was American Music Awards. I was say Tony Braxton in the white, J Lo in the fucking green. Like there used to be iconic looks. Every nobody looked iconic. Even as recently, nice. they didn't look iconic. Even as recent as Gaga coming in on the horse, like different stuff that has happened or was the moment with the star that she was walking around. Well, I mean, Gaga, I guess we can't count her, but no. But even as not, I mean, even at the Grammys, Gag wasn't given nothing. It was given Carnegie Hall. I just mean, okay, you are not wrong, but I was saying celebrity-wise, as recent as Gaga, there were still runway moments. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I misheard what you said. Right. Carpet moments, but Gaga has transitioned into this, like, she's a different type of girl now, even though she taps into the other part. Mm-hmm. With the red carpet, it's way classier than it ever has been before. Well, she had one of the best performances of the night, too, but we, we can talk about that after we read everybody's clubs, because nobody can dress because <laughs> like even doja i think doja looked lovely both dresses but i didn't love the dresses that makes sense yeah yeah she looked good but i didn't like the dresses they were regular ish the fabric looked like cachet or bb oh not no style like no above no style okay i feel like bb's above no style cachet is not <laughs> Yes, it is. Cachet is expensive. I thought that Cachet and No Style was the same type of store. No. Cachet is where, like, like women buy, will get, like, banquet outfits and stuff. Oh. Well, No Style is, like, Biffy for dresses. Uh, right. That's what I say. It's not a No Style. So I won't give it that because she's like, yeah, it's like, you know, crystals or whatever. But it looked like, you seen that fabric that has, like, the silver dots all over it? Yes, I hate it. It looked like that. Both of the dresses. And I know they were Versace, or as I wrote in my little kid drawing book when I was in middle school, Versace. <laughs> but um, it just, the fabric wasn't doing nothing for me, but she looked bomb herself. I love Doja, but I'm starting to be able to tell that she's exhausted. Yeah, it's bad. She looks unhealthy. It's reading in everything about her and I'm I'm not used to that I don't I, I don't like that I want her to take a break before she does like she hurts herself or something bad happens that's how I feel she's real thin part of I'm, I mean more than just the weight loss 
part of her give, I need her to be like alert. <laughs> and it don't even give, she don't really be there all the way. Yeah, she don't. And it's sad. You can see it. And she verbalizes it too, that how tired she is. But you know, she was she just finished touring in Bolivia and South America. And now she about to tour the U.S. It's like, let her get some rest. They was wearing her out over there with the whole shit with Paraguay. And it was just like, well, what did y'all want her to do? Right. Like, what? It's a whole storm. And then y'all show up to her hotel, giving my fans, my fans, my fans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get what you would have expected. She didn't come out. Yeah. She's in her room. Right. And like, y'all are invading her privacy. Anyway, um, so um, she, Snow Allegra's dress. Snow Allegra looked beautiful, um, but it was still just like okay. Yeah, it wasn't nothing. She would not usually be anybody that I called out as somebody who I liked what they had on. Usually, right. so many other people that actually did something that her being pretty wouldn't have stood out. I liked Dua Lipa's dress. But it's a different version of that same dress that they keep recreating from the 90s. So I'm just like... And that's why it was a no for me. And the roots were too harsh on that blonde. I like her with the short black. I don't know why she's very... I love the short black. I really like the short black. When her hair is long and black, it skews Kendall Jenner as a singer. And with this new blonde situation... I mean, she probably was just trying something new. Let the girls do whatever they want. People be having fucking gar- like rainbow color weeds at this point. I, I don't care, but it was a little harsh. That was really it. <laughs> like I liked, I liked Gibeon Chanel. I like Gibeon Chanel, but it looked like the he's ma- worn that before. It like versions of it. Exactly. It looked like something we've seen before. And now that every gay guy in African America has that minimal tweed, Chanel-inspired knit shirt, knit flannel, distressed sleeve, raggedy, whatever thing, I got the shit in two colors and I can't wear it. So since everybody has that, anything that looks like that, I'm going to be like, oh, minimal about to copy that and now I can't like it no more. I cry every time you say African America. That is so funny to me. I liked Billie Eilish. Oh yeah, I loved Billie. That rip- you know, I wish I liked the boot she wore, but I wish she would have gave us a little more risque of a boot. But I did like her. She was in Rick Owens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like William. Oh, but again, it still was just her being her. It wasn't like oh she's she's what what's that video of um Monique? Oh she's taking it. Oh, she's taking it. It wasn't that. It was like, oh, Billy looked like Billy. She looked nice. I wonder what the departure was from Gucci, though, because she was strictly wearing Gucci for a really long time. Yeah, she was. The first time, I think that I've seen her, maybe not the first, but it's one of the rare occasions that she's worn a different design. Mm. And she was Rick on the red carpet and inside, because she performed in Rick, too. I Uh, liked Justin Bieber, but Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin kind of do no wrong to me at this point. But his big oversized Balenciaga moment, even though I know that's like what, it's like a give right now. 
I still was really into it on him. You were or you weren't? I was. Oh, I think it was one size too big. I get the exaggerated look, but it looked like little brother in the dead clothes. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's funny. That's funny to me. I seen it like it gave little rascals, you know. Mm-hmm. I seen it one size down on the jacket. I think the pants were fine. I liked the way the pants draped on those boots he had on, but it was the jacket it was just because the jacket was so boxy too. Yeah, that it just looked it weird. Um, oh, I didn't feel that way it's because I've seen Elliot Page. Uh huh. Wear basically the same suit in all black, and he's a very small man. So yeah. Even more like that on him. Justin's was normal in comparison. But I do see what you're saying. It's a real cartoon character. I was shocked are you that sure? Lucky didn't turn it because why are your stage outfits better than your Grammy outfits? Can we talk about that? He was disappointing to me. Very. And I hated the shoes. I don't care if they was Tegas. They did not look right with that suit. I actually like the way he dresses and he didn't do nothing for me at all. Nothing. I didn't I like the color of the suit, whatever, but he be lucky been dressing lately. Since the over video, he's been a fashion. Since he's been working with that boy from Howard, he been dressing. Shout out to people that went to college in DC. <laughs> you be wanting any reason to shout out DC. I get it. I really do. Um, but yeah, it's just like I was so disappointed and lucky. Um, scissors, sweetie. I don't like uh I don't like certain tones of taupe on brown skin people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of washes out and the color of that dress kind of washed her out, and it was so much of it. I don't like liars and oh my god. <laughs> I love scissors, but she gotta stop playing. Like she just be saying anything for any reason. You okay? Because <laughs> I, I know somebody that has actually broken their foot and was still coming to work, walking around, didn't know it was actually broken. Thought they had a little sprain from a little yin yin around the house. Scissors, you did not fall out the bed and land wrong. She said she did. She also said that she had freckles one time. <gasps> I love scissors, but I want to know what be going through her head when she do stuff. Just like I be want to know what go through her head when she get dressed. Her looks bad for sport. And then tried to blame that terrible jumpsuit on Aretha Franklin. Talking about, oh, it was inspired by Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin had a cute little caftan on. And Peter Dundas did that jumpsuit. Peter Dundas always dresses um, Mary and Sierra. Mary and Sierra never look bad when they're in Peter Dundas. (coughs) How how does she get Peter Dundas to make her look crazy? I don't know what the stuff be fitting her weird. You know her and Billie Eilish dress, how they dress, because they got big titties and they don't want nobody to know. And they're real petite body girls. Yeah. But something's got to give. Because I would rather her have worn the little two-piece suit thing that she wore when she was playing the drums on stage. 
on that outfit didn't bother me. Yeah, I would have rather. It wasn't have- my favorite, but it didn't bother me. Right, and then if you seen the footage of her congratulating Jasmine Sullivan in the back, whatever she was wearing before she went on stage looked better than what she wore on the carpet. So I'm just like, you got all of these different outfit changes and you chose to look nuts <laughs> when it counted most. <laughs> well, Tyla Parks, who wrote every single song we like. Yeah, she's actually the doll baby and people need to know her name. Well, no one's gonna want her to know her name because why would she show up dressed up in a baby shark, t- a baby pterodactyl costume? Was she going to work a child's birthday party after? Those people scare me. What does she have on? If you don't know who Taylor Parks is, she's part of the writing group or crew of writers that all do all Ariana Grande music. It's like her, those two guys that did that boyfriend song with Ariana Grande and Victoria Monet. They all be in a room together pumping the beats. She looks crazy on a regular basis, but this was by far her craziest. I want to also run off her other credits because like her credits are like insane. Yeah, her wigs be unfortunate, but I just assumed that it gave like um, be around non-black people. So she did All in a Day's Work, Danity Kane. Yes. Infinity, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. Just Saying I Tried, Special Affair for the Internet. Wow. Um, I mean, I don't love this song, but it was a good song for Alicia Keys, In Common. I didn't know that one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's done songs with BTS. She's done songs with Megan Trailer. She's done music with Fifth Harmony. Um, oh, this is, oh, she did I Like That. I don't personally like that song, but she did I Like That for, uh, and Pink for um, Janelle Monae. She oh, did. The- wait, 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 wait. Some of these I didn't know. Yeah, that's why I was like, we need to read this. She did The Kids Are All Right for Chloe and Hallie. She did Love Lies with Khalid and Normani. Mama's Rich, basically what I'm saying. But <laughs> this is where I'm about to goop and gag you. Are you ready? I, I had to swallow my drink just now. Okay, now I'm ready. She did Accelerate, Right Moves, and Like I Do for Christina Aguilera. Bitch, the fucking album. Like, those the songs. Those are the songs. <laughs> okay, Taylor, you can stay. She can't stay. She's going to keep looking crazy. But yeah, Mama wrote everything that, that like, exists, so... I don't know what it is about a Snapple. I know this shit not real, but Snapples be so fucking good. Oh my God, please. This Kiwi Strawberry is doing what I need it to do. Oh, Kiwi Strawberry Snapple is it. Why is she wearing these crazy wigs? <laughs> can we go to the next person, please? Creative people can be talented in specific areas and really just not know what the fuck they're doing in any other one. <laughs> if that makes sense. Makes all the sense. That's why, like, most dancers dress unforgivably bad. (laughs) Unforgivably bad. That's sad. (laughs) So aside from everybody looking bad, what else did you hear? Because I know you weren't as interested as in the Grammys this year. I wasn't. Just because the performers list was like, who? Yeah, so performers were 
performers of note. And there's no shade to Leslie. You know, I love Leslie older, my childhood friend, but I just wasn't interested in a white performing. Well, to be fair, his, his part of the performance was like off some sad shit. So it was a bathroom break situation. He sings, but I, I didn't understand the way that they wove in the Ukrainian tribute. And it just made it even more sad. Gaga's tribute to Tony Bennett, everything. She is insurmountably one of the most gracious artists I feel like that we have. And I don't think that she's acting, but she just seems so nice and like loving to all of the people in the music industry. It, but it, it's, like a, it's like a twinge of chaos around like It's, it's kind of chaotic a little bit. What you mean? Like, it's just like weird how how overly obsessed she is with everybody. Hmm. It just feels unhinged a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the word unhinged is never not funny. I liked her moment that she had with Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. But she is Liza Minnelli. She, but that's why I like it so much when she does it. Because especially, specifically with the legends, I see the people in her. So I'm just like, I love that. It just seems like a pass the torch. Moment. Yeah, I do like that. But I'm just saying, like, she fangirls everybody. And she does it in a way that it seems like she's just high and happy to be where she is at. She probably do be high and happy to be where she at, though. I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when Scissors was walking up the stage, because she did the questions, and she was, like, tiptoeing fast in her heels or whatever. With a broken ankle and six-inch stiletto, pointed-toe, closed-toe shoe. If you broke your foot, you should not be in a closed-toe, pointed shoe. Scissor is a special case. But in that moment, Gaga was helping her with her dress. Like, just, she just seems so sweet and present and nice. I know that she has a really good relationship with Tony. So her performance for him was everything. And she's a chameleon, so she kind of goes in and out of her own Gaga stuff and transforms into this, like, actual person that I could see being like the Liza Minnelli or the Bette Midler or the Barbara Streisand. Like, she just gives all of these people. I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. She, no, you're not saying nothing wrong. Oh, she has. I've seen her with like non super celebrity people be normal and not all, oh my God, I love you, or helping them out in any kind of way. Like she seemed annoyed when she had to talk to Caitlyn at the Oscars. Well, but I think she genuinely don't see it. I love that though. Same. She was like, oh, I changed baristas. It was very reminiscent of when, when Beyonce was running away from Jason Lee at the Brock Nation brunch. Oh, Mama was putting rubber to the fucking road when she seen him. Did that not happen this year? That was like three years ago. No, did the Rock Nation brunch not happen this year? Oh, I don't think so. That's weird. That's suspicious. Is it? Because they had the Oscar party. Yeah, but that's... that's why they didn't do it, because they had an Oscar party... And then a week later, a Grammy party? That's probably the most. What do you think? Maybe so. I didn't think about it like that because I thought that the brunch party would take precedence, being as though they're musicians, not actors. But Beyonce had to perform at the Oscars. She ate it, too. Wouldn't know a thing. 
but um, I'm sending you the full thing and the acapella. Beyonce eight. I just want audio. I don't. I cannot look at that outfit. <laughs> First of all, the clips that I've seen, I I watch on silent. Even though I do think the song is like very Oscar worthy. Oh yeah. So look like that married couple that do them them corny woke black people songs. So his name is like. Toby, whatever, whatever. PTSD. I was like, oh my god, I look like they videos, and I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. And then she had that dress on and looked like the little thirteen-year-old child prodigy boy to make prom dresses for everybody in the hood. I was like, no, Beyonce is above all of this. <laughs> Maybe we need to have a talk with her, like we had a talk with Jasmine. So now Jasmine feels her puss <laughs> because Beyonce is so above that outfit. Um, princess, hold on. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know why, but every time fucking Stephanie starts going on a tangent about Beyonce, it'd be the funniest thing of all time. Ugh, I just, you're Beyonce, like, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I watched all of Bust Down today. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen on TV in a long time. And now you go on tangent about Beyonce. I'm not gonna stop laughing until tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. It had to be said. We wasn't even supposed to be talking about the fucking Oscars, but Beyonce did eat that performance. Sad that the song didn't win. The world loves William Eyelash. It's fine. William Eyelash ate her performance. I thought that it was very good. Didn't mind Olivia Rodrigo's performance, even though people aren't talking about it, but Olivia Rodrigo literally starts every one of her songs off like a Billie Eilish song and ends it like a Paramore song. It's literally the formula for every fucking song that she comes out with. She sings like shit, but it's just like, do something else. Can we get something else? <laughs> uh, is that it? Nas had a moment that I didn't really care for. Little Nas X performance was everything, but y'all know I stand, which is very strange, but whatever, I love him so much. And he put my favorite song on his project in the performance, even though it's not a single, and I like that. What was the whole thing with Nas performing? Was it because he got nominated for Best Rap Album or was there like something deeper around his performance? I think that there was something deeper, but it started off with, I know I can be what I want to be if I work hard enough. I, and that made me want to change the channel. So I, I The graduation hit for all the elementary school kids. Yeah, I didn't like it then either. Well, we were too old. Right. <laughs> I like it for little kids to sing. Like, I think it's a nice song, you know, to sing down to the, like, kindergarten graduation. I like that for them. You sounded like a Philly aunt just now, but I mean... Right. <laughs> like, I like that for, like, elementary school, pre-K, kindergarten. And I love We Made It for, like, middle school. Tiana Teller. Mm, okay. I like, I like cute little graduation songs for black kids. I'm more of like a vitamin C kind of joint. It's like, no, I'm just playing. Oh, a song. Where is vitamin C? Probably doing the same thing as Taylor Parks. Writing down and nobody knew. 
We have to find her. Their hair was aggressive back then. That orange. Yeah, with like the yellow streaks. You're reading. Ooh. I don't know, y'all. The Grammys. I had more fun at the Oscars this year. <laughs> Come on, let the dogs at both functions. <laughs> the rear carpet got deleted off my DVR immediately because by the time that I got home to watch it, I just knew everybody looked bad. Then, like you said, nobody really was performing. I don't understand why they knew that Doja was going to get that award and didn't make her perform, but also exhausted. So maybe I should chill out. John Legend got on stage and yin 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 around the philanthropy like he always do. That's that was part of <laughs> Ukraine uh, moment. What Miss Legend was up there doing? Having a fat butt. That's all I care about at this point. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, why that episode of Joe Button with Lotto? They had they were talking and for some reason somebody's phone started playing John Legend singing "Reading Rainbow." It was so loud and chaotic sounding. I was terrified. Why would he be singing that? I have no idea. Speaking of, LeVar Burton looked it good at the pre-show. Yeah, he did. With his lovely black wife named I Stephanie. Aged very nicely. He did. Because I was like, whatever, and we was young. But the fine been leaping out violently. <laughs> I was like, whatever, when we was young. Yeah, because he was like our teacher. I will hope he was like, whatever. Oh, hers performance actually was really good. She did it with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis for the, the actual damage part. And then she had Travis Barker and Lenny Kravitz come out for the We Made It part. What What is the whole We Made It has on her? Because she performed We Made It at the BET Awards as well. I don't know, because it really technically is not a single. Nobody liked that song but me. I like it. I even oh. liked my dollar sign part. You liked it, because last BET Awards you was reading. Well, because I didn't want her to perform it. Oh. I don't need it to be performed. That's the confusing part. You got songs way better than this. On this album. Why is this? Because, okay. Damage was the first single. I think We Made It was supposed to be the second single, but no treatment single-wise was given. So, never... You didn't make it the singles words. I looked it up last night when, when people was lying and saying that um, her album didn't flop, even though we liked it. Um, her singles was Come Through with Chris Brown, which I feel like I never hear nobody talk about. Danny, which everyone talks about. And I think that song with Lil Baby. Hold on real quick. That was a single? Give me a second. Hold on. Hmm. Uh, we didn't know a thing. Wasn't it back on my mind? Which, that should have been a single. Shit. Um, okay, no, sorry. The lead single was Slide. All right, okay. Then, so slide, damage, come through. Oh, yeah, they did try to make Hold On a single, but they didn't do nothing with it. They didn't work this album, period. They didn't work that album, but the, now that you have called all of that out, they, they did a workaround. 
for their album. <laughs> Slide came out a bajillion years ago. And it's like 19. Yeah, and it was on one of her other EPs, I want to say. So them putting that on this was for streams, just like they did with the two DJ Khaled songs. Those were his songs that she featured on. They put them on there for streams. And my self like both of them. I like both of them too. I like the album. I just don't like how they be scientifically like engineering her shit. But <laughs> she just could have put the songs that we like out and it still would have done equally as well, if not better. Come Through didn't hit, but they do play it on the radio still. And the video does come on a lot. Did you like Come Through? No, I didn't. And I hated that it was technically, because nobody was counting Sly as the first single from this. When we found out that a new album was coming out, the first new song we heard was Come Through. And it was just, it sounded like a Tierra Thomas song. So when I found out that she wrote on it, I was like, oh, okay, this would have fit her. She don't do nothing without her no more. I mean, without Tierra Thomas no more. I mean, it's been since the beginning. Tierra Thomas is on the first EP. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Tierra Thomas wrote You or one of them other songs. And you know You was my song. But didn't really care for Come Through. It, in the context of the album, it made more sense. Damage was the standout of the singles. And then after Damage did a little yin yin yin, <laughs> she announced that the album was coming out. And in the announcement, we made it as planned. But I nev- we never got a video. We got like one of those little lyric videos. And then that was really it. She did a performance of Closer. I thought that was supposed to actually be the single. And then a video came out for one of the slow songs that I like. It's not Hold On. It is... It's sad because this album really do got music, but her team is just strange. For anyone, was the most recent single. But was it even a single? Like she's not working this song, and for anyone, it's another good song. For anyone, it's a really good song. It's a video for it and everything. But they are not pushing that joint at all. I don't know what they were doing. She, and I don't even think that she was busy. Like, what else was she doing? Nothing. Getting them in. Her is a metaphysical dilemma that I just haven't quite conquered yet. I I want to have a round table and Sopay said he is down because he commented on one of my things and was like, we need to talk. And I was like, we do need to talk as a family because what is it given? Yeah, that's going to be another episode. So we got a DJ episode coming out and we have a round table on her, like a, a complete diagnostic <laughs> on Gabby uh, Wilson because I don't I love her so much like I really 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 like her I just cannot figure it out no one can well come on the cast we have a family get together and be like what is it giving and then we all guess what is giving that's for the new game what is it giving is our new is our new game that's gonna be the name of the episode. What is it giving? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we don't have, we haven't had an episode that says what is it giving yet? No. Are you serious? I think that it's just such a normal part of everybody's language that we didn't even think of it. Mm. I'm on a constant quest to find out what it's giving. It's like answers. We're gonna talk about how terrible Megan looked, but I guess. I thought that Megan looked nice at the Oscars, so I was sad that she didn't look nice here. She looked nice for her at the Oscars because she either gonna give you prom dress or pretty girl. I don't even know what this is. If y'all don't know what pretty girl is, pretty girl is basically like a rainbow, a G and G. That's ghetto. That's not pretty. <laughs> Pro style or whatever the name of the store music talking about. Styles. Like <laughs> bare feet. Like why would she wear that leopard dress looking like Halle Berry down to the Flintstones movie? <laughs> and Halle Berry. And then they had the rhinestones up around the chest. Was that a Fashion Nova dress? It was Versace. Her and No, her and Dooley first both had on Versace in both looks. Because they had a Donatella prison. Donatella came on stage with them. They Donatella looked better than everybody that she styled. I'm sick of it. Okay. Um, we want to talk about winners. It's like a 10-hour episode. I don't, it's, the thing is, I didn't care about the Grammys and the people who won, I'm glad they won. Bye-bye. Like, <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think happy for Jasmine. So glad that she won. This means a lot. I hate that one of her things was a tie, though. I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know that either, but then somebody, you know, the girls be having the archives ready. Somebody found a video where Lisa Fisher and uh, Patti LaBelle tied for like R&B Song of the Year or something like that. Oh, wow. Which I did not know. And of course, Patti's speech was hilarious. She was like, come on up here, girlfriend. I need to see that clip. I love it. You know Patti is Kantisha. <laughs> McBride. <laughs> Um, but I am very happy for Jasmine. And, you know, it really is like, Jasmine, this is what happens when you, when you, what's the word I'm looking for? When you get out your own way. Yes. Every time that she accepts an award, she kind of alludes to that being what has been going on with her. I just hope that it keeps going and she don't fall back into the gap. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> You say anything. That is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jasmine girl, give it up delicious. Um, people are <laughs> upset about the Sonic Queen Sweet, which I found was weird because I'm like, Leave the Door Open is literally the biggest song mm -hmm. of the year. Old black people want to hear that song on repeat every day of their life. Until the end of their life. Like, old Black people love Silk Sonic. And to be fair, the album has skips. I don't like every single song on that project. But Leave the Door Open as a song, mother. <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is just hating because, you know, they have issues with Bruno. But I'm like, let's be real. That song ran 
the year. Um, it was uh, shocking to see in the reggae category the white men from Virginia beating out all the actual people from Jamaica. Um, that's a crime that the Grammys will have to pay for. Yeah, I didn't like that. Speaking of like Afrobeat, reggaeton, reggae, any of that type of music, I know that they're not the same, but Essence was robbed. And it's no shade. So we love Angelique Kijo. She is mother. She's like the second coming of Miriam Makiba. However, and I know she's a Grammys darling. Like she's like the lettuce of African music at the Grammys. Like you know how the Grammys love lettuce? Mm-hmm. The Grammys love Angelique Kijo. And she wins almost every time she's nominated. But at the same time, it's no shade. Auntie was did not do it like Essence. Wizkid and Tim's ran two summers, for sure. They ran the pandemic. Did. And that song also comes on the Old Head Station, and the Old Heads love it. Wasn't there, the people that you always say is us at any music festival, they be dressed like that little couple. Don't they have choreography too, Tim's? Who? You said that it's a video of them, and they got on pink and white, and the man always got a hat on. And the lady always got like this stiff kiss me curl. And they, are, I guess they a couple, but they dress identical and they be dancing. Who is that? Oh my God, I'm gonna have to find this clip. You literally said that that was gonna be us at Roots Picnic. And it's just- well, I didn't know who they was. I probably just seen it on my Discover page and was like, oh, that's funny. That's gonna be us. That, but you have done it every time that they do something. So that's uh, like- I don't know who they are though. They just must be on my Discover page all the time. Well, I seen them do one to Tim's, and I was like, oh, sickening. Um, who else? Shout out to um, Rhiannon Giddens for winning some folk awards. Um, you know, we love when the folk girls come through, the black girls <laughs> come through for the folk in Americana. Um, shout out to Esperanza Spaulding, who um, won for, I believe, Best Jazz Vocal Album. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was against um, the Baylor Project. And if you don't know who the Baylor Project is, it's the light-skinned member of Jeanne and her husband. They get nominated for Grammys every time they put a project out. Um, so I guess they're also darlings of the Grammys. Um, Tyler won for Best Rap Album, Deserving, um, which means that uh, DJ Drama also won. So Philly and Clark Atlanta have another Grammy in there. <laughs> You're dumb. DJ Drama also went to my high school. So you went to the same high school and college. Again, I was about to say something funny. So let me just shut up. Ooh, what were you about to say? He's fine. Oh no, you, that's not inflammatory to say he's fine. I'm not supposed to be liking anybody. <laughs> so shout out to me. I guess that means I want a Grammy. <laughs> At the end of the day, we need a Grammy, okay? <laughs> shout same out to me. Same neighborhood, same college. I want a Grammy. Tell me. Oh my God. They're going to write you in the mail like you don't get one. It's giving cease and desist. Please. <laughs> and I guess we can wrap on. Let me count and see how many awards this man won before you start hollering about him. I don't even have that much to say. Shout out to um, Summer of Soul for winning Best Music Film. Shout out to um, Andre Day and Salam Remy for 
Um, Billie Holiday versus the United States. They won for, I believe, like, best score or soundtrack. Either way, you know, we love that movie. Andre Day did her thing, and we're so glad that she continues to get recognized for that film. Cause she would offer like no reason. Yeah, she really did. She ate the shit out of that movie. She was a guest judge on Drag Race last week too, so she's winning. <laughs> she's taking it. <laughs> that is not okay. He performed as well. If you don't know who he is, we're talking about Jean Baptiste. He had the best set design. I can I can say that. I don't care for the song. Yeah, the music kind of gives um. Happy civil rights music. Exactly. And you know, I was literally about to say the song Happy by Pharrell is one of the most wretched songs I have ever heard in my life. If I never heard that song again, I would die a happy man. I hate that song too, yeah. Music gives me that. Like stuff you think CeeLo Goody would be singing, but he chooses not to. And the video kind of, the video looked like the set. So I guess that was like cute. Like it. Yeah, the girls were dancing like shit. It was, it was a cute scenic situation, but he bothers me for reasons that I can't, I don't quite understand yet. Yeah. So if y'all know who he is, he's like the, um, he's the musical director person for not Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's The Roots, right? Jimmy Kimmel, no, Jimmy Fallon is the roots. So maybe he do, who do he do? Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, so he's Jimmy Kimmel doll. Um, <laughs> we probably still wrong. Whatever, he's on one of them late night shows being the band person. He's from New Orleans and he has a very, is he from, he's from New Orleans. He has a very, very, very heavy Southern draw, which I like listening to him talk. Because, you know, I love Black people that sound distinctively Black. Um, but the music don't give. But he swept. I think he won the most awards last night. Like, he won, like, five or six Grammys. Yeah. Including Album of the Year, which never heard it, don't know a thing, but. And he was nominated for one, two, It appears he was nominated for like 11 nominations. He had 11, I think he had 11 nominations and five wins. Well, this whole episode proves that girls tweet wrong because we literally only talked about the black people for real. You said, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All black people that were in R&B categories because John Batiste slid his ass in R&B category as well. I don't know why. His music does not give that at all. It's not rhythm or blues. It's just, again, inflammatory. I was about to say coonery. <laughs> no, people on Twitter were definitely saying it. They were like, it's giving Jigaboo ball. Yeah, like that's, that's the type of music that I think of when I see him, and I don't like that. If I want the type of man you explain, like the country draw, give me Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, I like Gary Clark Jr. I love Gary Clark Jr.'s music. And he, at one point, was all up in Duty Grammys, too, but he's been kind of quiet recently. He has, right? I hope all is well. You know, the pandemic is changing people. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know much about John Baptiste, and I'm not going to learn. <laughs> so. You said he's not ready to learn. A song. <laughs> I love when Muse be refusing stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> overall, the Grammys were kind of. Yeah. I don't think I've said this in a while or ever, but they were kind of flat. Yeah. Something usually happens to make me like it, or at least the categories be more lively, more filled with people that I care about. But I could have had a V8. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, I will say, so we don't end the episode on a bad note. I will say that this year, in terms of R&B, were some of, was probably my favorite list of nominees in a very, very long time. And you know, we, we historically usually like the Grammy nominations, but I think this year was really, really top notch. Yeah. Like there were a lot of categories where I was like, man, I don't know. And when we went through the episode kind of predicting and calling out who our winners were, we were torn on so many. And that says that the nominating dolls did their job. So even though the awards were boring, the people we like got awarded, got celebrated. Shout out to Lucky um, for winning his first Grammys. Again, Jasmine for winning her first two. Shout out to Doja and um, Sis for their song, like for their Grammy. This, you know, I'm just happy for our faves. Yeah, I like, I like. The people that we liked that were nominated, I thought that that was great for them. And I love the people that we wanted to win winning in those categories. And honestly, I would have been happy if any of them won. That's the thing. Like, it was nobody where I, well, John Batiste, I was like, get him out of here. No shade. But I don't feel like he's R&B. But I, I needed Jasmine to win, so I'm really glad that that happened. I, I needed Doja to win. I'm really glad that that happened. Super happy for Lucky. I knew her was going to get something. And I knew that Silk Sonic was going to sweep. I didn't know. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, Miss Her, um, Twitter was going in and was saying that her check must have bounced because, you know, normally she don't lose. Somebody said RCA put all their money on Jasmine this year. I mean, I could see that. There's a pivot happening. Because, you know, what you call is also on RCA, Lotto. Yep. Yeah, they moved down to the RCA. Is Lucky on RCA as well? Yep, Lucky Day is on RCA. Wow. RCA is black again. I think that they heard our show because we used to go off on them. Did bad for them real bad. Uh, I tweet you too much. Um, <laughs> but it was a tweet basically saying like, what is going on that her win for every single song but Damage, and Damage is the song. Uh-huh. So, like, her winning for whatever stupid song none of us ever heard was so strange. At this point, I think that she has a quota. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk as a family, y'all. We are going to debrief. Yeah. I think that it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I would love to come to some sort of resolve after we're done. Like, I don't want to just end the episode with, well, we still don't know. Like, I want us to figure it the fuck out. Get to the what? Root. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
Well, we'll see y'all at the next Grammys. I mean, <laughs> I, I the next year, some the Grammys gonna need to book us to do something. That uh, part. That's going to our vision board. Because no shade, we need to, we should have been hosting that Grey Goose thing, but whatever. Um, yeah. Next year, after our rebrand, we have to turn it. But uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love how indifferent we are, but prayers to the Grammys. Right. Um, Steph's final word. Um, you know, it's okay to win a Grammy, but it's not okay to not be in a bomb fit and to be boring. Oh my god! Bye. Stay on next episode. I cannot stand this lady. We can cross the line. Skip to all this time. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. What I'm about to say. It's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Lost my mind. It's my risk to take All I need from you is to work and give me some money stay long we've been fighting this feeling I know that you know that we both can cheat in the moment, let's stop wasting time Let's risk it all, put it on and I switch across the line Let's do it, baby Let's cry.